All right, we're continuing our WrestleMania weekend previews with Jerry Evergood. Jerry, how's it going? Hey, it's going good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we have to had to get you on here. Uh, again, we had you last year to talk about Effie's Big Gay Brunch. We're going to do that again uh, this year as well. Uh, before we get into Mania Weekend and the, that show specifically, uh, get your plugs out of the way. Let people know where they can follow your work, where they can find you on Twitter, all that other good stuff. All right. First, you can look on Amazon to find my book, The Ordinary Life of Gerard Irving. Um, it's my first published novel. I'm very happy with it. And if you were be willing to give it a chance, I appreciate it. As where you can find me, you can find me on Twitter at thejarius underscore jer. Full disclosure, I don't just talk wrestling. There's trans issues and there's BDSM stuff. So join on your own, you know, cautions on those things. Yeah, you're looking for hardcore wrestling analysis. You're not going to always get it. You'll get it sometimes. You'll get it sometimes for sure. Yeah, but, you'll, get, uh, yeah. you'll get some hardcore. Maybe lowercase hardcore, but <laughs> right. hardcore. Um, Lots of John Moxley fangirlness, so you know that will be on there also. So. You won't even be the only person that's done that on this preview, Joey, uh, uh, who is hosting this Moxley podcast. So I believe you were a guest on uh, recently. I don't know if that episode's out yet, or you just did a guest. He spent about thirty minutes just you know, you know talking about John Moxley. So that is a a common theme on these WrestleMania weekend things. Is John Moxley well, <laughs> is good? People like yeah, him. Well, he was there with me all out weekend. I was the only person in the suite chanting for John Moxley against Kojima. So, <laughs> well, I, it's, he was against the strongest arm. I mean, there's only a few people that will root uh, 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 against uh, John Moxley, and uh, the, the leader of the Bread Club is one of those. Unfortunately, I, I have to admit. So, yep. Well, I I, ha- I had the, I had the chant from my man. What oh, I for say? sure, you, you did. You did. <laughs> you did a great job for it, uh, and he uh, it yeah. willed him to victory. So, uh, congratulations on that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was me and me alone. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, as we kind of get on here, I've been asking everybody their thoughts on. Kind of taking their temperature on WrestleMania weekend this year. Are you excited? Are you more excited than usual? The same excited as usual? Less excited than usual? Where where are you? Where do you stand right now with WrestleMania weekend? Uh, well, as you know, rest, as I've said openly so many times, wrestling is like my biggest passion. It's been since childhood. So WrestleMania weekend should be like this big exciting time for me. It's like not just WrestleMania, but there's just so many things, you know, circled around it. There's so many shows. There's so many options. This should be exciting. It's really not. Um, I don't know what the problem is other than I think this is a case of really too many options is a problem. Yeah. Because I, things feel so stretched out. Yeah, there there are a few people that have brought that up as, like, you know, one of the key issues. The things that a lot of people have said has been, you know, like – not know knowing you're not getting a takeover has actually been a pretty interesting one that people have said that like you knew no matter what was going to go on that weekend that you were going to get a kick-ass takeover show no matter and like you're not going to get that now you're getting stand and deliver it's on 11 a.m on a you know a, a saturday i don't even i forget what saturday at 11 a.m i think or sunday at 11 a.m yeah saturday matter. at 11 a.m same time as big gay brunch actually. yeah there you go so and like honestly i'd probably rather i'd rather watch big gay brunch than a takeover you know a, a wrestlemania weekend nxt show and that's insane that's nuts nobody would ever have thought of that ever in a million years uh but this sure yeah it's like a half-filled building nobody is really interested in buying tickets to it either so um you know that's that's one that we've heard a lot of we've also heard from some other people as well like you said that there's just so much going on and everything is so stretched thin that it doesn't feel like you can really say hey hey, you know i'm gonna sit down on x time on this day and i know i'm gonna get a great show and i know i'm gonna get great matches there's some shows that are good but it doesn't feel like all right cool sunday or or, or, you know saturday at 7 p.m i'm watching this and i'm gonna it's gonna be awesome like there doesn't feel like there's that like you almost are forced to watch 
a ton of different stuff this weekend to try to at least piece together what you think is going to be a, a complimentary yeah. WrestleMania weekend. I feel like I have to watch 10 or 15 shows to get like an eight great match card of WrestleMania right. matches. Mm-hmm. And some of these cards, I don't even know what you're presenting. And I don't know about you, but if I'm going up against a gazillion other shows, I want people to know what I'm presenting to try to get those buys. Jerry, it seems like a very good idea to uh, promote your shows if you're a wrestling promoter. But that uh, it's apparently... Or make your cards easy to find if you are promoting them. <laughs> yes. Jesus H. Tat Dancing Christ. Yeah, um, well, I'm just I'm sorry. Wrestling.com to, to, to solve that issue for you. But yeah, it's a lot of work, and I wish it wasn't so much work. And and I shouldn't have to put in the work. I'm not the promoter. I'm the fan. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, and I guess the final thing i'll say just not to keep this going on too long it's some a lot of these cards that do give us what we want feel so thrown together like that's throwing that something at the wall to see if it works instead of knowing it works yeah it doesn't and, it feels like for the first time maybe ever that wrestlemania weekend a lot of people are running it just because it's wrestlemania weekend you yes. know what i mean like well well it's wrestlemania weekend so we run a show because that's what we do on wrestlemania weekend versus like really thinking okay cool in January, okay, what are we going to do for WrestleMania weekend? Let's get let's get a plan together. Let's figure it out. Like this is a big weekend. We need to make it the biggest weekend of our year. It just doesn't feel like it is that way right now. And and you know, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, some people have mentioned that like All Out weekend is is becoming a pretty big deal too. So maybe some of these companies are thinking, ah, you know, I'll wait for that. I don't know. It's it's strange, but yeah, everyone's kind of had the exact same thought. Like I'm trying to kind of get into it, and there's enough stuff I like, but there's just not enough to kind of get me excited. I mean, you're somebody who's been to a WrestleMania weekend. You've been to a WrestleMania before. You know what that excitement level is all about. And now, you know, we're, we're a couple days out from it and it just doesn't feel like that, you know, oh my God, it's here. It's coming. Yes. Here we go. Yes. It's like, it, it doesn't have that cachet to it right now. Like I kid you not. I have to be constantly reminded WrestleMania weekends coming up and with so much wrestling available WrestleMania weekend. I shouldn't have to be constantly reminded. Hey, Jerry, it's WrestleMania weekend. Oh, shit, is it? And that shouldn't be my reaction either. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Oh, like, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man, I got to watch all this wrestling. Wait a minute, I like wrestling. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. It's It definitely feels that way. But let's get into, uh, let's get into uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Uh, this is going on at, uh, there's a, a lot of competition, believe it or not, at uh, this time, as we mentioned. This is Saturday, April 2nd. Uh, so you, if you're staying up late, you're obviously going to have Joey Janela's uh, spring break going on at uh, le- bleeding in from Friday night into Saturday morning. Uh, Impact has one of their shows as well uh, going overnight. And then, as you mentioned, NXT Stand and Deliver at 11 a.m. The Sherry Martel Classic also at 11 a.m. WrestleCon's USA vs. the World also at 11 a.m. And Effie's Big Gay Brunch also <laughs> at 11 a.m. So you got a lot of shows uh, at 11 a.m. on Saturday, which is a, a tough time slot. But uh, uh, at least this one, you're promised potential food right so that's at least yes. you know you know that if you're if you're really looking hey wrestling is good but food's good too so if you want wrestling yeah. and food you know this might be the spot yeah and um i can i went to the big gay brunch and all out weekend and they did have brunch and um the brunch pay the payments you made for brunch went to local lgbtqia plus charities oh there you go okay was it a so good was good brunch too good food um, it was, you know, it was, they, 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 they bought, you know, like egg McMuffin McDonald's, but they also had a delicious pastry section. Okay. That's, um, that, you had me a pastry. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a quick fun fact at the big gay brunch I went to, there was a person going around passing out cookies for free, um, to promote their local bakery. And they let me have a cookie and it was Effie's ass. That was the cookie. And, um. <laughs> If you ever wanted to know, Effie's ash was delicious. So there you have it. <laughs> Straight from the source. Effie, if you're listening, you had a delicious ass. 
Congratulations! So, yeah, there you go. So, uh, was yep. it was it a uh, was it flaky? Was it crusty? Like what 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 kind of uh, how was the ass? <laughs> I <laughs> I can't I wish, ask that. Yeah, I, yeah. You will never live this down. It wasn't flaky. I, it was. I guess the best way to describe it, it was smooth. Smooth, um, not doughy. Smooth. It was just smooth. It was some nice doughy doughy. I can't remember it was. I can't remember if there was a crunch or not. I think it was a sugar cookie. Okay. Um, but it was it was good. It was really good, and I feel bad that I can't remember the bakery's name. So if that bakery is listening, feel free to tag me and promote yourself. Yes, um, and they're based in Chicago. Just send me a ton of stuff, and I will talk about you all the time. So there you go. Just send yep. me boxes upon yep. boxes of, <laughs> of delicious but baked goods. So. I was front row at that big gay brunch, which I regret because I can see myself on camera at times. Which is the worst. Um, which is why I stand in the worked. back. <laughs> I never, yep. I, I, but I want to be front row for that show, and I had such an amazing time. Yeah. Big gay brunch means a lot to me because it is a celebration of LGBTQIA mm-hmm. plus talent. It's a very colorful, celebratory, fun time. Um, so I say that because it's hard for me to be unbiased when describing these shows because they do have a significant meaning to me. For sure. And it's also, it's not a show that like, you're really going to sit down there and fire up your notebook and go, all right, here we go. You know, click, you know, click the pen and get ready to, you know, write an impactful review about the work, you know, and the back and forth work or whatever. Yeah. It's a wrestling show. Yes. Wrestling is, is the most important part of it, but it's like not the, the most important part. You know what I mean? It's, it's. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do. And for anyone listening, I don't consider that an insult. Not. No, all, no, 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 no. Because there have been good wrestling shows in the past where wrestling was kind of the back seat. Um, it's rare, but it does happen. And Big Gay Brunch, if I'm being honest, when I'm looking at the card, looking for a standout match I can point at and say people who usually wouldn't be gravitating towards the show should tune in to watch, it's hard for me to pinpoint one and go, yeah, you should tune in to watch that because it really doesn't exist. Right. Yeah, um, it's, it's not a show where the wrestlers are in the back, you know, plotting out their spots and, you know, Dark yep. Sheik asks Carl's Romo, hey, are you doing a tope? Okay, no, then I won't do a tope. It's like, no, who cares? Just go out there. Exactly. Have some fun. Like, you know, represent yourself, represent, you know, what you mean and, and, and everything you do. And then just go out there and let's have some fun for a couple hours, which is at 11 exactly. a.m. on a Saturday on this weekend where there's just a shit ton of other stuff is perfectly fine. It is. It's in the similar vein to a Chikara. It's in a similar vein in some ways to like a Kaiju Big Battle or whatever. Kaiju Big Battle might be a, 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 a actually a decent cop because a lot of great wrestlers were in Kaiju Big Battle, but they were like a waffle. You know what I mean? So it didn't. Right, like, right. So they were just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a waffle. So let's just have fun. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm Chris Hero. I could do really good wrestling, but today I'm a waffle. So you know what? Let's just go out there and have some fun. And that's kind of where there's a lot of good talent on the show. But yeah, trying to expect, you know. AC Mack to go out there and, and recreate what he does for action wrestling is probably a, a, a fool's errand because that's not what people are really expecting either is him to go out there and exactly. have a 25 minute, you know, killer match or whatever. And and if it happens, it happens. But yeah, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't expect it. Yeah. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Do I expect this to be a fun, colorful show? Yes, absolutely. But if you're coming on this show and I hope none of the talent who possibly listens kills me for this and expecting four star plus matches, you're probably not going to get it. Yeah. And that's just me being honest. And I'm a fan of this show, you know, so I'm just being honest with you. This is not going to be the top matches of the weekend show, you you know, show for you. You can get that elsewhere. With that being said, there are things I would have done differently. Um, they have, like you said, they have AC Mack on this show. They have Aston Starr on this show. And they have Devin Monroe on this show. And they're in a four-way tag team match. I would have loved to see them get singles matches. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Devin Monroe is awesome. Uh, I, I'm, Devin I'm Monroe a is awesome. Huge, huge fan. 
Uh, AC Mac obviously goes without saying. I uh, love AC Mac. So yeah, it it was a little disappointing to see AC Mac just kind of stuffed into a you know a, a six man tag, just knowing what he's capable of and knowing what he can do. That yeah, there you just know mostly you want him to have the showcase of like, hey, here's one of the best wrestlers in the world. People that do not know this guy, haven't watched this guy, mm-hmm. one of the best promos and one of the best wrestlers in the world. So yeah, you would yes. have liked to see him kind of at least front and center for, for a, a singles match so that people can be aware of him. And Devin Monroe, again, like I, I really truly think that if, you know, the situation plays out right and, and, and Devin Monroe has a chance to really showcase, you know, what he can do. I mean, he, I, I think he's tremendous. I mean, he's one of the best flyers in wrestling. I really, really truly mean that. It's 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 unbelievable what he's able to do. So, yeah, it would have been nice to see him, uh, you know, yeah. a little bit of a bigger spot. But it, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I got to watch Devin Monroe live at the all-out Big Gay Brunch, and I was so impressed. So impressed. You know, I think when I came to the cookout, I just hyped him. I think he was the one thing I hyped up yeah. to you that you mm-hmm. needed to watch. Yeah, watching Devin yeah. Monroe live, too, is a kind of a different experience. It's, it's, it's like a lot of flyers are that way, too. Like I always mentioned Ricochet as like somebody that, like, yes, you see Ricochet on video and you think, oh, that's a good flyer. You know, he's pretty good. Then you watch Ricochet in, in person and you're like, holy crap, this is another human being. This exactly. Because I, like. I saw Ricochet live, um, I think it was TakeOver 2019 in New York. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is so different in a very best way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought the same thing about Devin because I knew Devin Monroe was good when I went to the show, but then I saw Devin Monroe live. And I was like, Devin Monroe's great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally different animal. But, so I would have um, loved to see. Honestly, I would have put an AC Mac versus Devin Monroe together. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. No argument here. Those are two of my favorites on the show, so no argument yeah. here. Uh, as far as uh, some of the other matches here, we'll run down the matches and then kind of go over ones that uh, stand out to you. Uh, first off, as we did mention, 11 a.m. on Saturday at the Fair Park. That's where all the collective GCW stuff is happening. It is available to watch on Fight Live. Yeah. Uh, it's also part of the collective bundle as well over at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash fights if you're trying to order this uh, and the collective bundle itself. Uh, the big time match here, which is a really, really cool booking for this uh, particular show, probably came together being in Texas, so it certainly helps. But uh, you have Effie versus Pimpinella, uh, Pimpinella Escalata, uh, Escalata. So that is uh, really cool. That's a big time match there. Um, again, will the work be, you know, incredible back and forth five star, you know, no, it's not, but that's a really cool match just to kind of tell the story of, of, of Pimpinella, tell the story of Effie and tell the story of the show as well. You know, I'll say kudos to Effie for getting this match together because it's a good idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a good idea to have Pimpinella on this show. It, it, it's awesome. I mean, this is, that's probably, even though it's not a work rate match, it's probably the closest thing to a match I'm going to point at and say, hey, you might want to check this out. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and Pimpinella, you know, not the first, you know, Exotico ever and, and, and certainly won't be the last, but one of the more famous ones of this era uh, as well. So getting, you know, Pimpinella here at, you know, age 52, you know, they're, you know, luchadors, they'll, they'll last for a while, but that's still like, you know, you're getting a legend in that Exotico field like they're you know, it, it's it's. I think I think Pimpinella's been doing Exotico stuff since like I want to say the late '80s, maybe early '90s or whatever. So you're talking a very very long time. So yeah, one of the one of the key uh, you know Exoticos in history. So yeah, this is a great booking yeah. for Effie and this and the Big Gay Brunch. It is a very great booking. Effie, you know, Effie continues to do all he can to raise his profile and raise the profile of this show. This show obviously means a lot to Effie. Um, Effie has his faults. I'm not going to go over them, but you know. As far as the show goes, he always does his best to put on a show that's going to be at least fun. For sure. Definitely. And this is definitely a match that I think this show benefits from greatly. Absolutely. 
Uh, Dark Sheik versus Pero, uh, Jai Vidal versus Carlos Romo, Max the Impaler versus Edith Surreal. Uh, you mentioned this match a little bit. It's Pretty in Pink versus Ashton Starr and AC Mack versus the Main Street Posse versus Devin Monroe and Brooke Valentine, uh, Kieta Murray versus Bill Dixon, and Ali Catch versus Dango are your announced matches so far. So anything else on that list that's kind of piqued your interest? Um, just for the styles class of it, Max the Impaler versus Eve Surreal is going to be interesting because they are two completely different styles of wrestler. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, if you've never seen uh, Max the Impaler, um, yeah, definitely. A, 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 it will be the least colorful uh, ring attire and the least colorful look you'll get uh, yeah, the entire night. Or maybe they t- maybe Max uh, maybe Max changes it around and. and yeah, you can you can make maybe that big they're gear. definitely going to stand out, and, I, <laughs> yeah. and standing out is not a bad thing. No. Um, Max, Max is not the greatest in the ring, but Max has a presence. They absolutely have a presence, and they're going to probably ragdoll Edith Surreal so bad. <laughs> Poor Edith, but Edith, you know, Edith is a technical, really good at the technical game in. I would like to see how she grounds Max the Impaler's sheer power and just dominance. Yeah. Um, the four, the eight, sorry, the one, two, I can't do math, folks. No, I think it's what, two, four. I'm, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> two, four. Yeah. The multi tag match. Eight. There you go. Multi-person the multi tag match. There we go. <laughs> Problem solved. Jerry can't do basic math. We have learned something. Um, the multi tag match, despite my criticism, it's probably going to be really good. Oh yeah, it'll there's, be, too much it'll ta- be there's too much talent in, in there not to be good. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be you know, in, in, in soon to be numbered amount of people. You know, I think it's a but yep. just going around there and doing a bunch of shit for you know ten minutes, and yep. that's going to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this nicely. I wish Dark Sheik had a different match. Um, I really like Dark Sheik, and I don't dislike Paro. I just think Paro has kind of. What's the word I'm looking for? His work has not improved. No. Yeah, it's I don't know if there's something I don't know if there's an injury or something going on, but yeah, I, I watched Pero during the NWA stuff uh this last week, and it's been going on for a little while now, but during the NWA stuff, it was like, man, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Cause I think I thought Pero a couple years ago was awesome. Like one of the better I loved that tag team. Like that tag team really stood out to me. That tag team ruled. It ruled, and it's just it doesn't rule anymore. And I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I'm not quite sure. And Pero uh, in particular, just doesn't feel like the same worker um, yeah. that they were a couple years that, that they were a couple years ago. So I, it's just like I don't, I don't know what's going on exactly. I'm not sure if it's I'm just kind of over wrestling. I'm hurt. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it does kind of feel disappointing, uh, especially with Dark Sheik. You know, this is a pretty big spot. This is going to be one of the major you know singles matches on this show. You would hope that Dark Sheik could maybe get a better. Like I think Dark Sheik versus Carlos Romo would be pretty cool. Uh, yes. Dark Sheik. I mean, hell, Dark Sheik versus AC Mack, like we mentioned earlier. We're looking for something for AC Mack to do. There you go. I would have I mean, loved that. Yeah, I just think there was a lot of better bookings for Dark Sheik than, than Pero. Yeah. So that is a little disappointing. Yeah. yeah, Dark Sheik along with Israel are like two indie heroes of mine. They both are for obvious transgender pride reasons, of course. Um, but they're also both legit good. Mm-hmm. And I really would have liked Dark Sheik to get AC Mack. Dark Sheik, Devin Monroe would have been great. Um, and I don't mind Pero on this card. I want to be clear. Pero has been a big part of Big Gay Brunch. Pero deserves to be on the card. It's just, this is not the match I would have done. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'm not saying, yeah, take the booking away and, <laughs> you know, take the money yeah. away from Pero or whatever. It's just, yeah, a big-time featured singles match. Honestly, Pero would be a really good part of that, uh, that, that big multi-person tag or whatever, because... 
you know, using Pero to be the base for people like Devin Monroe or whatever would have probably ruled. That would have been cool to have, yeah. you know, him go in there and just throw, you know, the little ones around. You know what yeah. I mean? That would have Heck. worked for sure. But uh, Heck. And yeah. no disrespect and no disrespect and, dis- and I mean that sincerely, but Pero and Maxi and Perro are both in the eight man tag would have been something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you need you need just to have this small just have these just have these two big bruisers in yeah, there. Exactly. And um you know, and then what I also like about these cars, sometimes I get to know certain wrestlers better. I really do not know, and I'm correct me if I say the name wrong, Kita Murray. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's Kita or Kieta. I, I forget exactly what it is, but yeah. I, I apologize if I got your name wrong. Yeah, I apologize versus, as well. <laughs> but versus Bill Dixon, I want to see what Murray can do. Um, And Bill Dixon is a proven commodity on big gay brunch shows. So this is a good, good challenge for Murray. Absolutely. Yeah, and I've... Uh, I. Th- I feel like I've seen Marie a couple times, but not enough to actually give like a good opinion about. So you're absolutely right. And that's one of the cool things about yeah. uh, a show like this is that you might f- discover something. I mean, hell, Devin Monroe. Mm-hmm. I discovered Devin Monroe a couple years ago from Big Gay Brunch because I had never heard of Devin Monroe before. Saw that and was yeah. like, oh, all right. <laughs> now we got something. Here. And, this is pretty cool. So, And then in my complete and other curiosity um, category, I got to be honest, I need to see how Catch versus Dango goes. because Yes. I did not expect to see that match on this card. Um, look, I know we here at Voices Wrestling, not many of us have a big Alley Catch fandom. <laughs> I think that goes without saying. Pretty fair. Yeah, fair to say. Um, I will give Alley Catch this. Alley Catch is popular just about everywhere she goes. Yeah, for sure. She gets reactions. And sometimes in wrestling, you can get by on that. And um, I think she's very liked. She's very loved. So I think this match, regardless of quality, is going to go over well at the show. Whether people watching at home it goes over well with is a complete different thing. But <laughs> maybe sure, the yeah. crowd can maybe the crowd can enhance it. And <clears throat> fun fact: um, my favorite Alley Catch moment is I gave Dark Sheet five dollars to staple an Alley Catch, and Dark Sheet did. Nice. <laughs> five dollars awesome. well spent. So I'm sorry, Alley Catch, but my favorite memory of you is having my money stapled on you. Uh, you know what? Pro wrestlers, man. That's, 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 they'll, they'll tell you, as long as they got you, you know, they got you hooked one way or another. At least they got, you know, a couple bucks yeah. out of you to do something fun. That, that's, that's what yep. the game's all about. So that's cool. Yep. And I know also Kid Bandit is on this show, but I don't think they, he have been given a match yet. Yeah. There's a few other people, uh, Pollo Del Mar, uh, Kid Bandits, Amy Rose, who I think is probably just going to be doing ring announcing. Um, yep. and I think that's, our, yeah, our, our Pollo Del Mar is probably going to be the host. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But so I have no idea what Kid Bandit's gonna do. Kid Bandit is all over the place on Twitter, so Kid Bandit be on this show is not a bad idea no, at all. No, not at all. Um, Kid Bandit will probably wear something cute, which is gonna <laughs> yeah. be fine by a lot of people. And yeah, um, this is good, you know, and I say this sincerely, this is gonna be a fun show. It's not gonna be a great wrestling show, but it's gonna be a fun show and it's gonna be a celebration. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to try not to go this route too hard on this podcast, but I do. I would not be true to myself if I didn't touch on this. This show is happening in Texas, and Texas yeah, is not right. a I, very. I didn't even thought of that. Yeah, I didn't even thought of Texas that. is not a very friendly LGBTQIA place, and to put it bluntly, they really hate transgender people. I'm not yeah. saying the populace of Texas hates transgender right. people, the, but the obviously those officials. in power, yeah. the elected officials are really going after transgender people. So I'm really hoping if Effie does brunch and sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. I apologize. Yeah, um, if, if, if Effie does brunch, I hope Effie gives it to some legit, truly good, strong transgender charities. Mm-hmm. 
And if you don't watch Big Gay Brunch, please consider it because we are being put through the ringer, not just in Texas, but absolutely everywhere right now. And shows like this, regardless of my criticisms I just gave, mean a lot to me because they are bright spots I really, we really need right now. Yeah. And um, so please, to the talent, please to Effie, any criticisms I say, know that I really appreciate this show going on, especially in the heart of a state that is really trying to legislate some of us out of existence. And um, so thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, I honestly, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I completely forgot the, the weirdness of this happening in Texas, which is, uh, you know, may, hey, it, in the end, it could be really cool. It could say, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they get in the ring and say, you know, fuck you, <laughs> you know, once they're done, once they're out of the way, once they can kind of roll out of the ring and say, oh, we got to go. But uh, it'd be pretty cool for them to say, hey, you know what, uh, you know, this show, something like this happening in Texas is meaningful. And, you know, all, all these you yep. know, asshole elected officials that want to, you know, yep. make sure that we don't exist or that we go away or we don't have the same rights that other humans have, you know, fuck off, go to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can and, die. I, and then and leave I, the ring as quickly as possible and get out of Texas. Cause, yeah. And <laughs> I want to be clear. I have no fault for most for any of these shows running in Texas. You know, you you got to make that money. Oh, yeah, and yeah, you got to yeah, You got to please your fans. And there's LGBTQA plus people in wrestling. And restless wrestling fandom in Texas who deserve to have these shows. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. But if any show is listening to the review, which they may or may not be, if anyone listens to the review and you're in Texas, if you're running a show, if you're going to a show, you know, any of those things, please consider donating and helping. There you go. Well said. It would be really appreciated from the bottom of my heart. There you go. Well said, Jerry. Thank you so much uh, for doing that. And then uh, before we, uh, before we uh, get out of here, do you want to let us know? Other sh- is there any other shows that you're kind of circling this weekend, saying, "Hey, there's I'm definitely interested in seeing this. I'm definitely interested in watching this." Uh, anything else that kind of sticks out to you from this weekend? I will definitely be watching Bloodsport because that's one of my favorite things to watch. Um, I'm really, really, really into Moxley versus Biff Music. Um, oh yeah, How that's gonna be my jam. <laughs> How could you not? That's gonna yeah. be my jam right there. Um, you know. It really stinks that I'm struggling to come up with answers for you. Um, <laughs> and I think that just, once again, shows the problem this weekend. Impact looks like it could be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, they have a really good show. Yeah. And, you know, I think all the shows together, scattered throughout, have matches I am really going to want to check out. But there's very few full shows I'm really going to dive into. Yeah, I'm I'm probably the same way. I'm probably gonna bounce between a bunch of different stuff. Uh, the, I know the New Japan show uh, looks pretty good. Bloodsport, I'll always check out. There's a few of the WrestleCon stuff uh, that I definitely want to check out. But yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of picks and picking and choosing, and uh, you know whatever's on at whatever time I'm available, I'm gonna watch. Not necessarily you know kind of sitting down and uh, uh, getting ready. And as I've told people, I talked about on the flagship this week as well. I mean they're. This wasn't my quote unquote job. I wouldn't watch a second of WrestleMania. And that probably hurts the weekend as well. Is like the dread of, oh my God, I got to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> like, I've never done that. I've never had, even in the worst quote unquote years, I've been like, oh, hey, it's WrestleMania. At least it's going to be good. This year, I'm like, oh my God, I got to watch six hours of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's disheartening. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. Definitely, definitely sucks. But, uh, Jerry, I want to thank you so much for coming on here and uh, helping us preview Effie's Big Gay Brunch, speaking about some important topics as well. Uh, before we get out of here, I'll let you plug away uh, yet again about the book, where people can follow you, and anything else that you want to uh, talk about. Yep, once again, my book is called The Ordinary Life of Gerard Irving. It's on Amazon. I self-published it. You can find me on Twitter at the Jerius underscore Jer. Once again, it's not just wrestling. You know, there's other topics, so please keep that in mind. 
And of course, you will find me on VoicesOfWrestling.com, writing every so often and doing reviews. So please check me out if you want to. I would appreciate it. Thank you. Jerry, thank you so much for coming on here and helping us uh, preview WrestleMania weekend. You have a good one. You too. Thank you. And joining us now to help preview WrestleMania weekend is Jack Beckman. You can find him on Twitter at Packerman120. Jack, how's it going? Doing good tonight. I'm ready to talk about some shows that uh, half of them don't have full cards for, and the ones that do have cards aren't the greatest. Yeah, so ready to jump <laughs> get in. into it. Yeah, that's uh, WrestleMania weekend, baby. And uh, you've done a few of these previews uh, with us over the years. Um, just trying to take everyone's temperature uh, on this Mania weekend versus other ones. I mean, this really feels like the Nadir, doesn't it? Like, I even last yeah. year, while the pandemic is still kind of going, I I feel like there was some at least some stuff that you could sink your teeth into. Maybe we were just desperate. Maybe we were just so ready to have something. This just feels like a really, really dire WrestleMania week. I mean, there's some stuff I like, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk about what five shows or four shows here. And and there's, I mean, there's not much. here. Not that we picked the best uh, shows. I mean, to be honest, you picked a few terrible shows to talk about, but regardless. Yeah. I mean, what what is your overall temperature on mania weekend before we kind of get into, uh, into these shows? So my interest is uh, at the lowest it's probably ever been since I started watching wrestling when it comes to this Mania weekend. Normally I go into Mania weekends, you know, super excited to, you know, watch some stuff I've never watched before, maybe discover some new guys. But this year I legitimately don't know if I'm going to watch more than maybe 15 matches total scattered across all the shows. Like just nothing, nothing's jumping out at me. Like, and the shows that have cards, which is, not enough. Don't <laughs> Few look far great. between, unfortunately. Um, but it's it's just a bummer because I I did always want to go to a Mania weekend because when I first started watching they were good, but I you know, wasn't old enough and all that. But now that I can theoretically afford travel, they it's just not worth it, which is a bit of a bummer. But it is what it is. Yeah, I think this is actually the first time that everybody I'm going to talk to, and I think we'll I'll have to double check uh, with everybody. But I'm pretty sure nobody that we're going to have on the show is going to Mania Weekend, which is pretty wild because there was always, I mean, there was one year, I think it may have been the New York year, where like half the people I talked to, I was like, all right, see you in a little bit. Like, I'm going to see you in a couple days or whatever. Like, there was so many people going to that New York one and so many people going to, you know, the New Orleans one. We had a huge contingency of people from the website there. And 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 yeah, it felt like every other one, even last year, there was still some people. Go, I, there's zero people going uh, uh, this year. And, and you know, I'm myself included in that as well. And, you know, I really, really did consider it. But, um, you know, some other things came up and I just decided, ah, you know what? Nah, I'm not going to do it. And kind of glad. I mean, it, it it's yeah. there's I mean, I could I could come up with a good day like I could have a fun weekend, but it is it is certainly not the must see event that it was years prior. And we're probably a few years away from it being that must see event. But this one really does feel like we're we're, we're at our wits end here with like, what what are we really doing with this weekend? Right. I think honestly, at this point, all out weekend is eclipsed mania weekend for people like wanting to travel in and all that stuff like all out obviously better than wrestlemania and then you know there's usually some chicago indies running in and around the area it gives you much better cards than whatever these other random promotions that we're going to talk about are going to give you yeah mania weekend yeah for sure so let's let's get into a few of these ones uh here first so uh thursday march 31st yes kicking off 
WrestleMania weekend is going to be our friends at, of course, none other than Insane Hardcore Wrestling. IHW, you guys all know IHW. We all we're all we're longtime mm-hmm. IHW fans. All of us. Uh, Extreme Combat. Extreme, of course, spelled with an X and a dash because it is a wrestling promotion. Uh, that's going to be at 5 p.m. Thursday, March 31st, at the Regalia Theater in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, what can you tell us about Insane Hardcore Wrestling, Jack? Before we get into the card itself, um. Unfortunately, you're, I don't know anything about you're this insane hardcore wrestling expert. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I'm not even sure that they are a real promotion because it appears they're running with so they're running a double header at this venue with the Iconic Heroes Wrestling Excellence show. Mm-hmm. And I th- think these are the same promoters. Uh, I tried looking this up uh, earlier today, but I shockingly couldn't find any information on whether or not they were the same ownership groups. Uh, but I have to assume that like whoever is renting the building out for the weekend, because uh, this same building also has Zello Pro, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, I'm assuming it's the same person kind of like promoting all these shows, but who could possibly know for sure? Yeah, so what I was able to find out through a little bit of research is it looks like this was a company that started as a backyard federation, which with the name will definitely make sense. Insane Hardcore Wrestling uh-huh. sounds yeah. like... Your friend's Backyard Wrestling Federation. I, I I was probably in a Backyard Fed called Insane Hardcore Wrestling at some point. And then I think that they stopped running for like a, two decades or so. And for some reason, they're back here. Like you said, I don't know the connection. I'm not quite sure. Maybe we'll figure out over the course uh, of this uh, series but uh, or these previews. But, uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. But as far as I could tell, they used to be a, a Backyard Fed. For some reason, they're coming back now for the first time since I think 2003 or 2004 was the last time they ran. And um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and here they are. So uh, in all their insane, hardcore wrestling, extreme combat glory. So uh, let's uh, talk about a few of the, the the matches here. And these are a lot of names that you were probably not going to know. These feel like very Texas uh, names. If you're not into the Texas scene, you probably don't know most of these people. But there's a few, you, you know, names here and there that that are, um, you know, are, are ones that I think I would definitely keep my eye on, or, or ones that you know, guys I've seen before that I really do, uh, really do like. Uh, Laney Luck versus Aramis Blair, uh, women's match there. Laney Luck, obviously, she's she's all over the place uh, uh, these days. I, I can tell you that I don't know anything about Vinny Pacifico, though. Do you know any Vinny Pacifico? So, actually, um, I do, because I looked him up earlier. He he actually has the best look out of any of the people on the show, in my opinion. He's he's pretty jacked, which I know you're a big fan yes, of. Yes, yes. Um, okay, okay. So, he actually seems like he might be the only, maybe one of the few people on the show worth giving a shit about. Because when I, I saw a picture of him, I was immediately just very, very intrigued. And <laughs> his match is probably, I mean, this show's not going to make tape, so I don't. I'm not going to pretend like I'll ever watch it, but his match versus Jaden Newman, I'm guessing probably will be the best one on the show, if I had to guess. Yeah, and, and Newman was the other guy that I was going to mention of, of of guys that I've heard of, guys that I've watched, and I, I think he's a really good talent uh, as well. So uh, if somehow you find yourself in Fort Worth, Texas on Thursday uh, at 5 p.m. and you go to the show, I mean, yeah, you're going to at least get uh, – I can tell you for sure that you're going to see somebody with a pretty good amount of talent there. In, uh, in in Jay Newman, you also have Sam Beal uh, versus Simon Miller, Nova Phoenix versus Morgan Mercy, Phil Noir, who has a a film noir 
uh, gimmick as well. He comes out in like a, he looks like Dick Tracy or something. It's pretty awesome, actually. So I'm into that uh, versus Reggie Lincoln. And then, of course, for your IHW championship, a Texas slugfest between Stephen Kirby, Gabe Wilder, Sam Stackhouse, Aaron Mercer, Corey O'Neill, and Tommy Prince. So, uh, Jack, I, have to, I need your prediction. Who is going away? Who is winning the uh, 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 IHW championship after the Texas Slugfest at, uh, at Extreme? Um, so it would help to know who the current champion is, but unfortunately, that's information. See, I don't. Through. Do they have one if they haven't run a show in? That 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 is a good point. Forever? I don't know. Yeah. So I think the two favorites probably would be Sam Stackhouse and Aaron Mercer. Aaron Mercer just did a AW with Masada. Mm-hmm. I, um, when they were in town there, which sounds Sam's like a, <laughs> which honestly sounds like yeah. a Mad Libs that you just, <laughs> yeah. And then Sam Stackhouse is the guy that ruined that uh, Joey Janela Zack Ryder match at GCW. Um, so I've heard of him, which I mean, I would pick Mercer just because he has that theoretical AEW exposure, but I doubt any of that matters to uh, whoever's promoting insane hardcore wrestling extreme combat. Yeah, so. Uh, so I was able to find that via their Instagram account on 4-11-1998, the inaugural episode of, uh, or I guess show of, of IHW Insane Hardcore Wrestling. Uh, so free admission if you wanted to go on Saturday, April 11th, 1998 okay. uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, the main event was a triple threat match for the IHW, uh, IHW Championship. It was Vengeance David Fuller versus Chainsaw Chris Wolf versus Balls Rider. Balls Rider. So that was the inaugural That's, event there. So That is a name. That is very 1998 Backyard Wrestling. Also appearing, uh, The Silencer, Buzzsaw, The Midnight Cowboy, and many more. So uh, I also uh, I found some special guests for this show on their Eventbrite page. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm going to run these down. Athletes from TCU Sports, including <laughs> head coach of Fort Worth Funk, alumni basketball team, Lee Nayland. I know the oh whoa hold on a minute whoa 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 why am I just now finding out that Lee Nalon's gonna be there hell yeah all right I'm there. I was hoping you would know who that is I love Lee Nalon yeah he um I'm trying to you're so young <laughs> I don't know if you would have ever seen Lee Nalon yeah. uh, play he was in Europe once I was like, yeah so he was a Hornet for a while do you remember like the uh, the the, the... It was like the late stage Charlotte Hornets uh, when they had, Baron Davis was still pretty solid. Uh, yeah, you don't know that team. They all had headbands like, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he was a Hornet in 2001, which unfortunately I was an infant when. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, but we also have New York Times bestselling author Keith Elliott Greenberg. Okay. I don't, uh, I don't know. 2020 is. Texas State Congress candidate, journalist, and podcast host Mark Bauer. Uh, <laughs> World record holder, power lifter, Rob Brick Savage Hall. Ooh, Ooh, get him in the ring. Why is that guy not in the ring, though? I or, can't even say that name without laughing. <laughs> he sounds like he was on that inaugural show. Yeah. yeah. He also sounds like he's going to do a double shot with Control Your Narrative. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, once he finds out that Control Your Narrative is a thing, uh, my man's going to yeah. get some booking. So good for And then him. there's also America's Got Talent semifinalist, Katie Lynn, <laughs> singing America the Beautiful. As well as... All right, now my question to you, Jack. Will there be more special guests than fans in the building here uh, at the Regalia Theater um, in Fort Worth, Texas, well, Thursday, March 31st at 5 p.m.? Depending on how many athletes from TCU sports show up. Yeah, that is a big deciding factor. Chance. Yeah, if if more than 10 show up, there's a very good chance. Yeah, they will, There's uh, also Texas broadcasting legend Mark Lawrence. Mark Lawrence. Apparently, I, he worked for World Class. 
judging by my quick Google search. Okay. All right. All right. So, yeah, they got a lot of special guests for the show, which is good because none of the wrestlers are draws. So maybe Man. one of them will help. I'm considering. Now, now that I know Lee Nailon's coming, I'm considering going to. Oh, my God. Lee Nailon. Hell, yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, that is insane hardcore wrestling extreme comment. Are these men staying uh, to watch the 7 p.m. show following from the Regalia Theater? Iconic Heroes Wrestling Excellence. Just rolls off the tongue. I-H-W-E. Old School Hustle, 7 p.m., Regalia Theater, Fort Worth, Texas, again. Uh, are, are those people still listed on that as well, or is it, are they just listed for the uh, the, the um, extreme so combat the, the show? The ticket page is listed as an IHW, IHWE double header. Um, so I'm guessing it looks like you get attendance for tickets for both shows. So I'm yeah, wondering okay. if they're going to like mix it up. Okay. Also, apparently, the IHW bell time is 5, IHW is at 7, and there's a meet and greet in between. <laughs> And there's hold on, there's one, two, three, four, five, six matches announced for extreme combat. So yeah, they're gonna get that yes. show done in an hour, have time for a meet and greet and the seven PM for old school hustle. Hey, you know what? I welcome it. I welcome a show a show where they get things moving, get things uh, uh rolling nice and quick. So uh I'm in. It's fifteen dollars to get in, so I mean it's it's a great deal. <laughs> All right, so old school hustle here. Uh, we have our main event, or I, I, I'm assuming our main event. I guess it's not actually true that it would be the main event, but uh, maybe. Texas Brass Knuckles Championship, Hoss Holding versus The Unknown. And I imagine The Unknown is a character and not uh, a man who is unknown, because that would be a terrible way to uh, uh, present your main event. Unless, I mean, they're, maybe they're leaving it open for Lee Nalon, possibly. Uh, but uh, I, I imagine The Unknown is a wrestler. Do you, can you confirm or, or deny this? Uh, I I looked into this. Kid could not confirm or deny, but I'm guessing it is a wrestler unless they truly don't have anything. For <laughs> it's it's the unknown real possibility, which is a very weird. I mean, usually it's TBD, TBA, you know, X. So the unknown lets me believe that maybe if it was unknown, I would say, but the unknown uh, lets me think that it's probably a, uh, an actual wrestler here. So uh, IHWE Queen of the Ring. Now, this actually looks like it could be pretty solid. Uh, Laney Luck versus Aramis Blair. Uh, as well, that's uh, is that a double? Are they going double duty there? Hold on, a minute. I just realized. Did we, either yeah, we mix that yeah, up that, or they're that, going that double duty? I have no idea. It's hard to find these cards, so we're doing the best we can. Yeah. Uh, they might be going double duty. I don't know. Yeah, that. I mean, they should. But... Yeah, my, yeah, that's one of the better matches on either one of the yeah. cards, as as far as what I know. So. Uh, and then the Battle of Fort Worth Luigi Sales Memorial 10-man tag match. Hopefully you can uh, help us uh, figure out what's going on here. Tim Storm, hell yeah. Aaron Mercer, Tommy Price, Mysterious Q, and Chris Carter. I imagine this is not the Minnesota Vikings uh, Hall of Famer, but I can't deny that either. Uh, versus T-Ray, Sam Stackhouse, Max Heights, Joel Angelo Garcia, and Tommy Becker. So there's there's some guys in this match. This is Mysterious Q... I'm a fan yeah. of his. Tim Storm, I'm obviously a big fan of his. Uh, we talked about Sam Stackhouse. I'm not that much of a fan of his, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's uh, there's some dudes in this match. This uh, this could be kind of fun, I guess. Yeah, I can respect this match because they're at least trying to go for some like bigger names. Like Mysterious Q, like you said, he's, he's pretty good. Uh, kind of more known outside of Texas. Tim Storm, obviously, still have a soft spot for him after his NWA work. And Mercer Stackhouse talked about earlier. Uh, this match... I'd say that's a solid chance of being all right. Like this show definitely looks better than the other one. I mean, by virtue of only having three matches, it looks better, but it 
probably would be looks like a more enjoyable show than the first one. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's unfortunate. As, as of this recording, that's all we have uh match wise yeah. uh for that one. But uh, we are not done on Thursday because Jack, you you're loving these Thursday shows. You cannot wait to preview our Thursday shows because then at eight PM from the Upper Ninety Soccer Center in Arlington, Texas. I do not believe I, I think these are far enough away that I do not believe you'll be able to pull double duty uh for both of these shows. So you're gonna have to pick one or the other, I believe, between uh old school hustle and uh this show from the Upper Ninety Soccer Center, Arlington, Texas, eight PM Thursday, March 31st, it's Dark Arts Entertainment and full-blown pro wrestling presenting Ghoul's Night Out. Jack, what can you tell me about Ghoul's Night Out? Okay, so I figured out about this. That is a like partnership event from the Dark Arts Entertainment people and a, a wrestling promotion called Full Blown Pro Wrestling. Um, I think Mark, that Martinez Entertainment that they do like those Texas Lucha shows are involved in this as well. Yeah, that's that. Ar- that's the same arena that's doing it. So I'd imagine yeah. that they're probably sharing some sort of talent or or, or you yeah. know ring or or whatever. So they're billing this as a mixture between live music, uh, lucha libre, and burlesque, which is an interesting combination for uh, a soccer warehouse. Um, their Facebook page, which I was able to find. Uh, the participants for this claims that there will also be fire breathing and rock bands at the show. So okay. they're going for a lot here. They're definitely going for a lot. Yeah. Now, uh, some of the wrestlers that have been announced on this, and it's very difficult to kind of figure this out uh, as of this recording, we've been able to piece together a few uh, of the people that are going to show up. But uh, there's there's some potential for some of these wrestlers to be breathing fire during the show, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they have a guy called the Demigod of Death, Funny Bone, on the card. So I'd say he's a real possibility for breathing <laughs> fire. <clears throat> Certainly, yeah. And, and like you mentioned, there's uh, some of the Martinez Lucha guys are in there, too. So you know, we don't know any of the matches right away, but there's some, I mean, there's some talent for sure that I, I, on the show. It's, it's, it's a matter yeah. of, you know, how is that talent going to get utilized? What kind of show is it going to be? But, yeah, it's not, it's not lacking of talent, not at all. No, no, not at all. If they actually want to have a wrestling show, they could put together a pretty decent show. Uh, I anticipate it's probably going to be a wrestling while burlesque and fire breathing is going on at the same time. Like people can kind of walk around and do what they're doing because this soccer center they're in is a pretty massive like building because it's mm-hmm. a full blown like indoor soccer arena. So I'd be guessing that they're going to be doing like multiple things at the same time and just sort of like a party atmosphere, but. If they want to have a dedicated, like, pretty good wrestling show where people pay attention and give a shit, they have potential to do something. I just don't think they're going to actually do that. Yeah, we got Mil Mortes is 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 apparently going to be there. Uh, Bestia and, and, and Damian Six 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 are going to be there. Mecha Wolf uh, announced as well. Um, so yeah, there's there's talent there. There's good wrestlers and and hell, if they have, I mean, if you're able to get Mil Mortes, the you know the Mecha Wolf and, and you know Bestia and Damian or whatever, then you probably have access to a lot of the luchadors if they're already there, if they're going to be near that area, uh, you know, so there's the real potential for this too. I, I, I kind of do wish that this one had a little bit more announced because I think, you know, my, my, you know, if, if I were going to WrestleMania weekend, I think I might target most of the lucha shows this year. Cause I think there's mm-hmm. a, enough fun in these lucha shows. There's wrestlers. You haven't seen 10,000 times live um, that atmosphere, you know, obviously being in Texas, you're, you're, you're in, a, in a, in a pretty big hub uh, for Lucha Libre as well. So I think it would be kind of cool to go in and just kind of take in that atmosphere and watch as many uh, of the lucha shows as possible. So yeah, this is one that I wish like we knew a little bit more about and we had enough confidence to say, Hey, this is going to be a great lucha show, but 
it's hard to say that right now, and that that kind of sucks because it's it it you know if you're getting in on Thursday, this be a hell of a way to start the show, and especially being in Arlington, Texas, if you're you know especially if you're going to do WrestleMania week or actual WrestleMania, uh, if you're actually going to do some of the the Texas Mania stuff, a lot of that's going to happen in that same area. So yeah, if you're already in the Arlington area, right right you know outside of Dallas, this be a hell of a show to go to. But it's hard for me to wreck. I don't know what it's going to be, but hey, you know what, maybe. For the first show to do, and you know, uh, you show up to WrestleMania weekend, you need a fun little show. This might be a good one to kind of start out on, and in, in that you don't really know what it's going to be, and it might be a blast, or it might be a disaster. But that's going to set the stage for the entire weekend, right? You know, like, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a fun time if you're not like a hardcore wrestling fan, you're just looking to have a good time. You know, getting in town Thursday, you know, decide you want to see some fire breathing and some random lucha wrestling. I mean, there are worse ways you could spend a Thursday night. For sure, for sure, for sure. So that is, uh, again, at 8 p.m. on uh, and Thursday, uh, March 31st. Then we'll jump over to Friday, April 1st, uh, one of the afternoon events on Friday. Zello Pro, uh, 3 p.m. Uh, from the Regalia Theater as well in Fort Worth, Texas. Now, this is an interesting one that, that I'm glad that you and I are going to talk about because uh, you and I have both gone to Zello Pro shows, which you might say, well, that's strange. Yes. How have you gone to Zello Pro shows? Well, they run in Chicago and Milwaukee and like that region. Uh, more, you know, the Chicago suburbs, you know, some places out in, in, in the suburbs of, uh, of Wisconsin and Milwaukee uh, as well. But yeah, w- w- I guess my question to you, Jack, is, you know, we have both been to Zello Pro shows because we live in those regions that they mm-hmm. usually run, but they're running WrestleMania weekend in Texas, and I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> Yeah, it's really inexplicable why they're running here. Because if you look at their, you know, past of running shows, it's all it's all in like that Midwest, Wisconsin, like Milwaukee area. Uh, they ran a random show in Nebraska last year, but other than that, it's been pretty consistently in the Midwest area. Uh, the best way I can describe like Zello Pro is it's kind of a similar promotion to like what Warrior was going for, but with like lesser names, and then they don't try as hard. Um, but they still can have like a decent show if you're if you come in with low expectations and just try to have a fun time. Like like I said about the burlesque thing, there are worse ways you can spend a night. I mean, it's not your first choice, but it's it's a decent enough time. Yeah, I, I've you know of the stuff I've seen with them, I've enjoyed. Like you said, you you can't go in thinking you're going to get peak you know Dragon Gate USA. You're not getting Dragon Gate USA right. from Zello Pro. It's it's right around. It, it kind of like, you know, freelance in Chicago is, is a pretty yeah. decent comp there, too, where, like, they book some names that are, are solid. They also book some, you know, local people. And, and yeah, the shows are usually, like, you know, they're not totally, you know, a giant joke or whatever. They're not, like, you know, something like that. But at least they're they're they don't take themselves too seriously. They're kind of in between. They're somewhere in between, you know, kind of a, a, a ha ha nudge, wink, wink, nudge, nudge promotion and like a real deal kind of wrestling promotion. And I, I think they do it in a decent way. Uh, and there's a delicate balance with it. And, and you can kind of see that from this show uh, as well, which is honestly, legitimately, and I mean this earnestly, one of the better cards of WrestleMania weekend. And, and we talked about this. I don't know if that says more about WrestleMania weekend than it does about Zello pro, but like, it's a pretty full card. It's got a lot of wrestlers that are good, and I don't know. I guess this might be one of the the, the better shows of the weekend, which is uh again got me a, a little worried here. But you got pretty popper, uh, pretty proper uh, versus GPA and Laney Luck, Chelsea Green versus Rachel Ellering, uh, Shazam McKenzie versus Hyon, uh, the Natural Classics versus the Bang Brothers, Simon Gotch versus Davy Richards. Man, wow, wow, what a match! Uh, and then Warhorse versus Stephen Wolf. So. 
I mean, it's not a great card. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not yeah. gonna, you know, it's remind not. you of Super Card of Honor from you know 2006 or whatever. But like, it's solid. There's some great, there's some good wrestlers on there, and there's some matches that I'm very fascinated. Like Simon Gotch and Davey Richards, I kind of laughed a little bit when that one was going on. I mean, what a what a bizarre booking that is. But I'm kind of fascinated on seeing how that how that all works out. Yeah, that's a match where like there's a 50 percent chance that it could devolve into a shoot, which is very intriguing. Like it's not a match that you'd think would be good for Davey. Like, uh, like you, you're not d- dream matching like Dave Richards and Simon Gotch together off the top of your head. But when you think about it, it's actually like, oh yeah, that that could be like pretty, pretty good. You know, if they actually like can cooperate with each other, or if they don't, I mean, that could be good. Too. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> if they choose match, violence, that could yeah. also rule. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that match could be really good. And then, like, there's like you said, there's other like bigger names mixed in here. Like they have. Warhorse, Chelsea Green, Rachel Elring, Stephen Wolf, Evolve stuff. Like they have some names on this show, which is like a difference from the other like super like shindy promotions that are running that we were talking about before. Like they are like a half legitimate operation. I mean, it's still baffling why they're here, but like they're putting on a good card despite not running in the area ever. Yeah, I'll give them credit. Like there, there's, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons to just kind of take this thing easy and, and you know, not even really care that much. But, you know, what's really cool is there are a lot of there's a lot of guys that they book locally as well that are making the trip there. So I don't know if like the reason why they're making the trip is because of Zello Pro or they just so happen to be there. So they decided to book them. But like Stephen Wolf, obviously. Uh, a a Zello Pro regular, usually in the area, uh, pretty frequently. Uh, GPA, um, you know, he, he's very, very in line with uh, uh, Zello Pro and, and the Midwest and Laney Luck, obviously, who we talked about in some of the um, the Texas stuff. She's here all the time and doing stuff all the time. And and but then also, like you said, blending it with your Chelsea Greens, your Rachel Ellering. So it 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 feels like an authentic Zello Pro show, which is really weird because a lot of times when when these weird companies come to Mania Weekend and there's really no reason for it, a lot of times they don't feel that authentic. This one feels like a legitimately one that we, you know, you and I could have easily attended this show, this exact show, this exact lineup in Wisconsin or in Chicago. So, you know, it to their credit, like they might, you know, maybe somebody goes to the show and says, hey, this Zello Pro thing's pretty cool. And maybe they start checking, you know, they become fans of the promotion overall. I mean, that that that's a distinct possibility that can happen. I mean, this is a very proper representation of what Zello Pro is. And I, I, I'll give them credit on that. Yeah, I mean, Zell Pros, they even stream a couple shows on Fight once in a while. Like, not every show, but they've streamed a couple shows on Fight over the last two years. Yeah. So, theoretically, they could gain fans, like, who are deciding to attend live, who have never heard of the promotion before, and then they see this promotion on Fight, you know, six months down the line, and think, hey, like, yeah, I'll give it a purchase. Why not? Yeah, so like, so good on them. for, for and, and it's a card that looks different from a lot of other cards on this weekend as well, which is always a tough thing on WrestleMania weekend is so often – Things just kind of meld together and every card just kind of feels like it's the same sort of thing and the same, you know, couple of wrestlers or whatever. This one does not feel that way. It does feel very unique and very different. So good for them uh, for their show on 3 p.m. Uh, on Friday, April 1st. But that's so, Jack, that's it for you and I. Those are the matches, the shows that you and I uh, were going to cover and preview here. Uh, before I let you go, though, what are you looking? You know, we've been you know somewhat negative here and there. What are you looking forward to? Uh, from this WrestleMania weekend, you said there was maybe 15 or so matches you're going to watch. Is there a show that you know maybe has more of the matches that you want to check out, or their full shows you want to check out? What what's kind of what's got you interested in WrestleMania weekend this year? Um, so there there isn't much like we were kind of talking about earlier. Um, some of the Texas Mania stuff I want to check out just to get a vibe of like the local like local scene, uh, and then some of those lucha shows. Whatever one of those I'll make tape, uh, I would be interested in checking out. I'm sure I'll. If there's something on live and I'm around and you know I can watch it easily, I'll give it a watch. But I'm not going to go out of my. There's nothing 
as of yet, that's going to make me go out of my way and seek anything out or anything like that. Yeah, for, it'll for kind, sure. of, kind of just be whatever happens happens with this Mania weekend. Yeah, and I think that's probably a good way to approach this Mania weekend is like if you're home and you're not doing anything, yeah, put it on, you know, have it as background noise. It's still it's still a shit ton of wrestling. You know what I mean? Wrestling is still wrestling uh, at the end of the day. But yeah, if if you know. This is not something to change your plans for. This is not something to make sure that you're home for. This is not one of those weekends. It's not the weekend where I say, oh, if you're not going to this you know, weekend, if you're not flying down to Texas, you're an idiot. Like You're going to miss so many great things. I said that about prior years. I said that about the, you know, the, the most recent New Orleans one. I said about the last Dallas one uh, as well of like, if you're not going to this, like you're an idiot. Like, what are you doing? Get there as soon as possible. Like, I'm not going. I'm an idiot. Don't do what I'm doing. You know, go. Uh, and this one, I can't recommend that. But yeah, if you're not doing anything, you know, on Friday and Saturday and, you know, why not? It's wrestling at the end of the day. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. still, it's still pro wrestling. So there, it, there's still some enjoyment to have be had there. But, uh, all right, Jack, before we go, uh, any plugs you want to get out of the way? Any, uh, anything you wanted to, uh, talk about before we, uh, we bid adieu? Nothing much. Just my Twitter, Packerman120. Um, nothing really working on right now. I've been thinking of some of my stuff to write about lately, but with wrestling the way it is right now, I'm kind of just not exactly the most enthused about it. I don't want to come across as bitter, so but I've been brainstorming <laughs> some ideas. Well, definitely want to write up uh, these insane, insane hardcore wrestling shows that uh, we'll never make tape. Yeah, so I'll, how about I'll, you I'll promise right to review them right now, and then um, you know when they make tape, you can uh, you yeah, can review them. Yeah. So. Uh, that could be a promise that could come back to bite me. <laughs> That's true. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. Uh, but Jack, thank you so much uh, for coming on here and help us preview uh, a little bit of WrestleMania weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. And joining us now to help preview WrestleMania weekend, it's Taylor Mainberg. Taylor, how's it going? Hi. It's so good to be here. This is like one of my favorite traditions of uh, WrestleMania Weekend is doing these previews with you, so very excited and happy to be here. Absolutely, yeah. You, uh, if people, do, if you're, it's your first time listening to WrestleMania Weekend previews, you are in for a segment because Taylor uh, usually picks the potpourri of the biggest shit he can possibly find. When that when that doc goes up, it is amazing to see the name. You know, you see Taylor's face pop up, and then it's like boom, boom, and like the dumbest, stupidest shows that nobody knows what it's about. Nobody knows if it's even running. No one's sure if it's an e fed just masquerading as something running WrestleMania weekend. But uh, we're gonna talk about it here in the next uh, <laughs> next forty minutes or so. So always a very fun segment. Always a highlight uh, of, of these shows. This uh, potpourri, the smorgasbord of shit uh, that uh, Taylor's gonna talk about here. But uh, uh, before we get into all those uh, terrible, terrible shows, we're gonna touch on. A uh, little bit about uh, uh, yourself, and uh, I think last time we plugged the podcast, but we'll do it again. Uh, a, uh, Jumping Bomb Audio, at J-Bomb Audio, a, a member of the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, you are the co-host of our Japanese Women's Wrestling, the Joshi Show, on the uh, Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. So you want to plug away a little bit about that, uh, and then we'll get to uh, WrestleMania weekend? Yeah, I do that show every other week with my excellent co-host, uh, Kelly Harris. We love doing it. We talk about Pretty much every uh, Joshi promotion in existence from top to bottom. Uh, Stardom, Tokyo Joshi, Ice Ribbon, Seedling, Marvelous, Wave, all of them. Uh, Even we talked a little about LLPWX, which I think has run one show in the last five years. We talked about them a couple weeks ago. Uh, So it's a really fun show. We have a great time. We do reviews, previews, uh, news, and everything in between. So a lot to talk about. Almost every episode. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's a grow. I mean, that market. I mean, we could. Twenty twenty was 
not a great year for anybody or any form of wrestling, but uh, Joshi seemed to definitely grow in that time. And then, yeah, 2021 uh, kind of kept up that growth, and 2022 seems like it's been a big, uh, uh, a continued momentum for, you know, you know everything, particularly Stardom and, and, and Tokyo Joshi Pro, just having, you know, big-time shows, uh, big-time, you know, getting a little bit more publicity, getting a little bit more uh, coverage. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very important show on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network, and I'm glad because you guys do a tremendous job. And uh, the remarkable thing is you guys are universally loved by everybody that listens to you, which is uh, a rare feat in both podcasting and Joshi, but you guys have done it. What 100% approval rate. So Yeah, it's very annoying. We finish every episode, and people come out, and they're like, we love the episode. <laughs> Why are you perfect. guys so and right? We're like, <laughs> we're, like, we're, like, we're like, we know we're doing a great job, but can you give us any constructive feedback? They say, we don't have any constructive feedback for you. You guys nailed every do point. anything better. I agreed with everything you guys said, so just uh, keep up the great work. So yeah, that's it's remarkable that you guys were able to do that in this uh, this landscape the way it is. But uh, congratulations to you guys at Jumping Bomb Audio again at uh, J Bomb Audio. You can also listen to them on the Voice Wrestling uh, Podcast Network. All right, so let's uh, get into these shows. We'll start with um, Thursday, March thirty first, with uh, the reality of wrestling and WCPW Texas Showdown. Texas Showdown. Day one, and this is available to watch live. So you're, we're going to preview this, and you're going to be able to watch this live on Fight TV, VoiceWrestling.com/fight. It is also part of the Reality of Wrestling Texas Bundle on Fight. So if you want to watch all of these Reality of Wrestling shows, boy, do I got the place for you, VoiceWrestling.com/fight uh, to order the entire bundle here. But we'll start with Texas Showdown Day One, 7 p.m. on Thursday, March 31st, from Southern Junction, Texas, in Irving, Texas. You got Rob Van Dam, Booker T, and Ryan Davidson. Versus Max Castellanos, Charlie Haas, and Clayton Bloodstone. You have Savage King versus Flex Z- Zerba. <laughs> Flex Zerba. AQA versus Kelsey Reagan. Heather Monroe versus Katie Forbes. Culture Inc. versus Murder Inc. Shot rule will be there. That's pretty cool. Uh, Jay Alexander versus Wayne Black. And uh, wow, this is, uh, this is a very interesting show. So the big question is, uh, will RVD and Booker T be coming out to their like horrendous mashup theme that they used in WWF? <laughs> I I really hope so. Only to anger Andrew Rich, uh, music of the Matt host uh, Andrew Rich, because that is one of the the worst mashup themes in in wrestling history. But uh, we'll see. I guess we'll find out on uh, Thursday, March thirty first, seven p.m. from Southern Junction, Texas. My favorite thing about this, you mentioned that it's part of the Texas Bundle on Fight TV. Uh, it's one of three bundles that Fight is offering. The first one is the collective uh, bundle that they always do. The other is like a mishmash of like the New Japan event and a couple other events. It's and, like, mostly collective... WrestleCon stuff. Yeah, it's mostly stuff based yeah, yeah, in that yeah. Fairmont Hotel or whatever. So it makes sense. But the collective stuff is like $175 for eight events or something. Then the other one is $125 for seven events. I believe the ROW Texas bundle is $15 for six events. <laughs> yeah, because it is, I, it's 30, I, I think looked, it's 30 bucks actually, 30 bucks. Okay, for for, for six events though, right? Um as far as I can tell they maybe have updated that. Uh, I can only see three events on the list right now. Oh, interesting. But three still days. for a value. Not bad. <laughs> You're getting the Sherry Martel Classic Texas Showdown Day 1 and Texas Showdown Day 2. I mean for 30 bucks. Not bad. You're going to be able to see Murder, Inc. uh, wrestle (laughs) the debut of Murder, Inc. Uh, (laughs) I have to say, in that main event, a lot of big names, but I was drawn in by Ryan Davidson, who was a one-time DDT Gaijin, who, for some reason, I can never forget. Uh, I thought he was, you know, he was fine in DDT, but for some reason, it's just a name that I'm like, oh, yeah, Ryan Davidson. 
when I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I forgot I was supposed to, you know, mail this letter. I can't remember to do that, but I can remember all about Ryan Davidson's <laughs> yeah. uh, two weeks in DDT in 2017 or something like that. So I'm excited to see him in an American wrestling match. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> all these reality wrestling shows are just very, um, they're strange. They're, they're a weird blend of like people that Booker T is friends with, which is good. I mean, that's, that's a good way to get people in the door. Having Rob Van Dam is, is a great way to get people in there. Booker T himself wrestling, great idea uh, as well. And then like a weird combination of like a lot of his trainees and stuff like AQA, probably his more famous trainee uh, right now. But I mean, I, if you're looking for, you know, all jokes aside, like if you're looking to watch guys that you've maybe never seen before, women you've never seen before, this is a good opportunity. I mean, most of the Booker T trainees that I've seen are pretty solid. Like they're they're pretty good at a baseline. They're they're they're, they're competent. You know, Booker T I think is a pretty decent trainer. So you're gonna see a bunch of people that you've never seen before, and and who knows, you might be seeing somebody that in the next few years, you know, is doing. Because I mean, a couple years ago, you may have. What, seen a reality wrestling show and seen AQA on there and went, well, she's got a bunch of potential. And now you've seen, you know, over the last year, she's really grown and, and, and become, you know, one of the, the more hot prospects on the indie scene as well. So are they like, you know, standout cards that you want to go out of your way to check out? Probably not, but I don't know. It's, I, I tend to think this is a pretty, pretty fun uh, series of shows, these Texas showdowns, days one and two. And I'll say this, uh, their information, uh, as we talk more about these other shows, their information was fairly easy to find and they have a full card uh published as of <laughs> yeah. today which and believe is it or not, not that's a lot to ask for you can't say that for everyone <laughs> right, that might seem like an obvious thing is make it easy for fans of your product or potential fans of your product to find out what you're doing and when it's going to be and also what matches are going to be on there that might seem like the bare minimum but trust us folks that's not the bare minimum that uh that is an accomplishment uh for reality of wrestling here for for doing that um, so that, uh, that is day one. Anything else on day one that kind of stands out to you or are you ready to uh, move on to day two? Uh, no, I mean the main event. And then as you mentioned, the AQA, uh, match, which I think will be fun. I hope that AQA gets a lot of showcase. There's a, not a lot of, uh, big name women, uh, on this weekend. So she might end up having a good opportunity to sort of stand above the rest. Definitely, yeah, and it's in her home territory, her home, her home area as well. So uh, you're absolutely right, though. Yeah, looking at like the women's matches this weekend, like there's a bunch of guys, like there's Brian Keith and Nick Wayne and a few other guys that are like, wow, these guys are on a bunch of shows, and they could definitely leave this weekend as like kind of top top. But you look at the women, and yeah, it is a pretty, it's a pretty dire state right now in terms of women's independent wrestling. So yeah, I I, I am fascinated to see. Uh, how, you know, who does emerge, because someone will emerge. I mean, no matter what, it's WrestleMania weekend, so, somebody will emerge, but AQA seems like a great potential for to, to, to be that uh, in this year's uh, WrestleMania weekend, so looking forward uh, to that. So let's move on to Texas Showdown Day 2. That's going to be on Friday, April 1st at 11 a.m., kicking off nice and early on Friday uh, at 11 a.m., also from Southern Junction, Texas, Irving, Texas, a part of, as we mentioned, the reality of wrestling uh, Texas bundle here. You have a match that, uh, man, I am looking forward to, and I don't, maybe I shouldn't, but I am, so too bad. Uh, SWE Heavyweight Championship Steel Cage Match, Charlie Haas, the champion, versus Tim Storm. Taylor, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Charlie Haas is the SWE Heavyweight Champion? What is the SWE? I don't care. He's facing Tim Storm in a cage match. That rocks. I will always have a soft spot for Tim Storm after his end up, or because of his NWA stuff, so I'm... With you, I'm I'm all in on this match, and it's it will probably be one of those matches where you're like, ah, it wasn't very good, but I had a good time, which is sort of the Tim Storm 
I guarantee. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and, and it feels like with Tim Storm the way he is, like, there's no doubt that the crowd is going to be 1,000% behind Tim Storm. And even if the match isn't good, they're going to be rooting like hell for him to win. Because he just has that way about him because he's Tim Storm. He's just like your uncle that you know beats people up and he rocks. Like, he's the best. I love Tim Storm. Uh, but uh, that's not the only cage match, though, on Texas Showdown Day 2. So if you are into cage matches, boy, do I have the show for you. For the uh, Reality of Wrestling Championship, Steel Cage, Mysterious Q versus Will all day. So back-to-back cage matches here uh, on Texas Showdown Day 2. What, are you looking forward to this one as, as, as much as the Charlie Haas, Tim Storm? I like Mysterious Q, but he he's one of the people that falls into the category of I only see them during WrestleMania weekends. I yeah. feel like I have never seen a non-WrestleMania weekend Mysterious Q match. Yeah, he was a big part of last year's IWTV uh, uh, WrestleMania weekend. Obviously, IWTV not having anything on, on this year's uh, WrestleMania weekend, which is a little disappointing because uh, I, I think they had pretty good output last year. But uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, if you watch some Texas Indies, you will stumble upon him a bunch. But yeah, he's a guy that I, I I'm kind of the same way. Like, I probably I probably have seen him maybe a few times in between, but like nothing memorable. But then on WrestleMania weekend, I'm like, oh yeah, Mysterious Q, here you go. There. So uh, I think this is a good weekend for him to maybe showcase a little bit more. He's not booked as much as I thought he was going to be booked, uh, but this will be an interesting one to see. Uh, what he does here with the uh, ROW Championship here against Will uh, all day. Uh, real quick, I'll go over the rest of the card, and then we can uh, work our way through that. Uh, Gino Medina versus Chavo Guerrero Jr. Gigi Ray versus Micah Madrid. Nobi Bryant versus Cam Cole. Max Castellanos versus Moonshine Mantel. Fly Def and AQA versus the Hitmakers with a Z, the former Hit Row. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's the Brian Keith also uh, scheduled to appear. A few other names uh, scheduled to appear. Kenny King, Jacob Fatu uh, listed as well. Just couldn't uh, couldn't figure out uh, what matches to put those in guys in yet, uh, I guess. But uh, yeah, as far as the other part of the card, is there anything else that that stands out to you, or anything else that you're uh, you know looking forward to uh, from this day two of Texas I mean, Showdown? The- the very popular and successful hitmakers mm-hmm, who mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've heard so much about, and I have never seen uh, wrestle in any capacity. Um, opening, I guess. Opening, maybe they, maybe this isn't the order of the card, but um, interesting to see them here on this show, uh, and also, and also, uh, disgraced AEW former AEW manager Chavo Guerrero. Yes, yeah, uh, uh, very, uh, very successful AEW <laughs> manager Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, uh, this uh, the Hitmakers is going to be an interesting one uh, to see because they will, they'll have appeared. Well, uh, so no, this is their first. This would be it because they are going to be at For the Culture later uh, on f- Friday, I think. Right? Let me I'm, uh, let me double check what uh, when For the Culture is because that would be their their other major booking of the weekend. Let me just make sure because this could be either the first. I want to make sure because it's it's an important uh, distinction here. So. Uh, yes, so this will be their, this, yeah, the match we're talking about here is going to be their first ever, you know, sort of indie match in, in, you know, and that's going to be very interesting to see for them because it's, it's a matter of a lot of times when people leave WWE, there's, it can go one of two ways. There's either the, you know, fuck you, we're going to prove that you shouldn't have fired us, we're going to prove that we belong, we're going to get back to where, you know, that sort of mentality for the indies. A lot of guys have that. Drew McIntyre, maybe the most one of the more famous ones in recent history, that was just like, "Well, fuck you! I'm going to prove that you made a mistake, and you're going to welcome me back with open arms as quickly as possible." And, and that's absolutely what happened uh, for him. But 
Uh, there, it can also go the other way where they walk into the Southern Junction, Texas on, you know, Friday at, at 11 a.m. and go, what the fuck is this? No, we're not doing it. You know what I mean? Like, and have just no real interest in going out there. And especially somebody like, uh, uh, you know, Top Dollar, who's only only wrestled like 10 matches ever. He's a, a 100% a, uh, you know, performance center guy and, and you know, had was in the NFL and all that sort of stuff. Is is he gonna? Is it gonna feel beneath him to go to Southern Junction, Texas, and wrestle in front of you know? It's 11 a.m. at Friday, April 1st. There might be 55 people there. There might, you know what I mean? Like there might not be that many people. And is are you know is Hit Row? It, it, you know, are the Hit Makers? Are they gonna say fuck it? We're just still gonna prove that you did us wrong, and and we're gonna come back and we're gonna prove that you were you know that that we belong. Or are they gonna kind of say ah you know what this is stupid wrestling's dumb so it can go one of two ways i have no idea and i guess that's the fascinating thing with them uh because yeah you just you can't predict what's going to happen with post WWE wrestlers yeah and it could be the third category which is they say haha we're going to come out and prove how good we are and they come out and they stink that's uh, also a possibility yeah they could think they're doing well and then they end up not being great so that's uh uh, definitely a a, a, a a very very uh, real possibility there, but uh, yeah. So again, it's it's an interesting card. It, it it is kind of the similar style to day one, where it's a lot of you know trainees, local wrestlers in Texas, and then like you know Booker T's friends uh, and some other kind of top tier ish like indie wrestlers. It's a very uh, odd mix of uh, of people, but I appreciate that. It feels like a very unique show on this WrestleMania weekend. There's a few people that are pretty much only wrestling on these ROW shows. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be fascinated to watch them and definitely uh, keep one eye on them. I don't know if um, I don't know if either of them I'll be watching live because they're they're up against uh, a few other shows at the same time. But it'll be interesting to see uh, how that uh, you know how they fare and and how many people are at these shows and how they do on streaming because they're uh, they're certainly the the tertiary. They're they're in the other tier below, like you said, Russell Khan and uh, uh, and and the GCW Collective Package. But we'll see uh, how they do. Hopefully, it's successful for them. But uh, anything else on uh, Texas Showdown? I think we covered it all. All right, now things get a little weird here with uh, <laughs> 7 p.m. on Friday. Now, okay, <laughs> to give you an idea of what other shows will be occurring at this show and, and what you need to – so this is – you are a person that is attending WrestleMania Weekend, not you, Taylor. I know you're not going. Uh, I don't think anybody we're interviewing is, is actually going to WrestleMania Weekend, but okay. It's Friday, 5 p.m. You have New Japan's Lone Star Shootout. You have 7 p.m. Supercard of Honor. 7.30, you have the World on Lucha. Gringo Loco's the World on Lucha. Uh, 8 p.m., you have SmackDown. Maybe you're going to SmackDown. Okay, that's fine. Uh, you got the Martinez uh, Lucha Libre thing at 8.30. You have Impact Wrestling at 9. You got the damn WWE Hall of Fame, if that matters to you. But in the midst of all that, in the midst of all that stuff going on, you have Texas-style wrestling unfoolish business. 7 p.m. Uh, from something called 4700 West Grove in Addison, Texas. And oh boy, is this uh, Taylor? This is a show. Uh, that's the best way I can put it. There is a, there are people on this show, and it is a wrestling show. And it's uh, I don't know if I'm I'm skipping Ring of Honor or uh, or you know a lucha show to see this, but uh, I don't know, man. What, what's your read on Texas style uh, wrestling before we get into the actual matches themselves? Well, if you're a big uh, AEW Dark Rache Chanel fan, maybe you would skip uh, New Japan to come to this show. But this is just a weird. It's a weird show where they brought people in, but they sort of brought people in who I don't think anyone will really care about going to see, I can't imagine. Like, they sort of went halfway to being like, oh, well, we need to draw people in somehow. And then... <laughs> then they booked sort Selena of De La Renta like, as, like, the draw. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, yeah, I like Selena De La Renta, but, like, I don't know if I'm skipping... If, I had, if I'm like, ah, oh, man, I really want to go to Ring of Honor, but, ah, man, they have, you know... 
they have La Rebellion. I mean, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough choice. Like, I don't, yeah, that's, it's a weird show for sure. So let's, uh, you're, you're right. You, you nailed it exactly. It's like they booked names, but not names that you really like need to go out of your way to see. It's, it's a strange one here, but, uh, you have Otison and, uh, Ivan Warsaw, Ivan Warsaw. What can you tell me about Ivan Warsaw? The only thing I can tell is supposedly he was in NXT from 2012 to 2014, and I have no memory of who I this person is. Zero recollection of Ivan Morse. I thought, is this a different name for someone who was in NXT, and I couldn't find anything looking it up? Because I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure... What was 2014? When did the TV... When did the network That would have been February start? of 2014 is when the network started. So, yeah, I mean, he could have potentially been... I mean, I don't know when he left... They left the day, uh, you know, before they went on WWE Network. But yeah, presumably he could have been on NXT television. But uh, I don't, uh, I don't remember it for sure. So, uh, so that's really the only thing I can tell you about. He's still being advertised with the NXT logo against Odinson with the <laughs> NWA logo. It's like NXT superstar appearing here. <laughs> It's awesome. I love wrestling. Wrestling's the dumbest shit ever. Uh, Dog Nation versus the Oh My Gods. <laughs> Soda Pop Superfly Hendrix versus Tamilian Vanish. Uh, Misty Marks versus Rache Chanel. Or sorry, Misty Marks and Rache Chanel versus Gasolina, which is Selena De La Renta and uh, Melina. Correct? That the Gasolina tag team. Uh, Melina, yes, Melina and Selena and uh, MLW producer. Selena yes, yes, the first Latina producer first ever. of MLW. Yes, uh, Alex Arsenal versus Damian Six Six Six, Hoss Holding versus Ricardo Rodriguez, uh, NWA Tag Team Titles La Rebellion versus Los Misfits, Frank Stone versus Bam Bam Malone, and Paulo Blaze versus Maria May. Uh, now, is I thought didn't Ricardo say he was pulling out of all of his bookings because he's going to rehab? Okay. Okay, this is going to be an issue we're going to come upon because I've seen at least three or four yes. cards where Ricardo Rodriguez is advertised, and I thought the same thing you did, that he said, oh, I had to pull out uh, of all my bookings, but he's still being advertised for all of these shows. So either we're wrong or there's going to be some empty spots on a lot of cards. Yeah, I don't know, Yeah, because like his last tweet is, and you know, it's... Ricardo Rodriguez, he's former, obviously, Alberto Del Rio's former manager or whatever. He said, well, here we go. See you guys on the other side. The hardest part is going to be able to not be in the ring for this long because if you know me, you know that's going to be one of the toughest parts. Love you all. That was three days ago. That does not sound like a man who is 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 getting on a plane to go to you know Texas for a weekend of shows if he says the hardest part is going to be not being in the ring for this long. So, yeah, I don't know because there's been like new announcements about Ricardo as well. Like Some of these announcements came in the last few days, which is very, very strange. So I don't know if... If you were going to Texas Style Wrestling Unfoolish Business to see Ricardo Rodriguez, you might want to uh, call ahead, maybe. It's the best way I can say. Ask for sure. Hey, uh, is Ricardo going to be there? Because I don't uh, I don't know if he is. But, uh, yeah, what the hell is the rest of this card? This is a very... I mean, Damien 6 of 6 just thrown in there randomly. Uh, La Rebellion in there as well. There's, like, fun names and good names, but it's just a very, very odd show that I cannot imagine anybody going out of the way to watch. But um, I don't know. I maybe have to say that... I'm not, uh, I'm a little bit thinking this might not be a great show because in the Misty Marks, Roche Chanel versus Gasolina uh, match graphic, whoever created the match graphic spelled Gasolina wrong. Um, yeah. Spelled it, I believe, Gasnolia. 
even though they are holding a <laughs> gas can that oh says gasolina on it in their uh, promotional image. So directly below the misspelling is the correct spelling, uh, which doesn't give me hope for the Ricardo Rodriguez booking or really much else of the card. Oh my God. Wrestling. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, there you go. That is, <laughs> that is Texas style wrestling on foolish business. We also have, if, if that's not enough for you, if you say, you know what, I'm done with this Texas style wrestling. I'm not going to this. I don't know if Ricardo Rodriguez is even going to be there. Uh, luckily at 7 PM, we got something else for you. We have Zoa Live, the Zero One USA Live Guava Mania 2 Cover All Bases from what I believe is a baseball training facility called Cover All Bases, Arlington, Texas, 7 p.m. on Friday. Zoa Live Championship, Harton Bauer versus Manny Domingo, Bucky Collins versus Gary J, the Zoa Tag Team t- uh, Titles, Country Air versus Fly Def, the Zoa Ladies Championship, Missa Kate versus Raven Radix, Blair Onyx versus Devlin Ma- uh, uh, Macab- or what the hell, uh, Macabre, uh, Mr. Havens versus Jamie Holly, and Damon McLeod versus Dmitry Alexandrov. Um, all right, Taylor, sell me on, on, on skipping Ring of Honor and skipping all these other shows to go to Zoa Live, Guavamania <laughs> 2, cover all bases. Gary J's on the show, so he probably will work hard. Yeah, his uh, chest will be red, and, and he'll make someone else's yeah. chest red, so that's cool. Missa Kate, AEW Dark Superstar, will be defending her ladies' championship. That's exciting. I appreciate they still call it the ladies' championship. Like, it's like 1982, you know? <laughs> the ladies are coming into wrestling. wrestle. We got uh... these ladies in the ring. <laughs> right? It's, a... it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know why... Z- I. I... I appreciate that they're coming, I guess, Zero One Live. I mean, they mostly run in, in the Midwest. Uh, they mostly run, you know, not necessarily even in my region. They mostly run kind of like Iowa area or like Western Illinois, Southern Illinois type stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This uh, I don't know if this is a winning proposition for an indie uh, of, of, of Zero One USA's uh, um, size. But, uh, hey, they're going to give it a try on, on an absolutely ridiculously stacked Friday at 7 p.m. where there's like seven other shows going on at the exact same time. So I wish them the best luck. Uh, in Arlington, Texas, cover all bases, but uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, not hopeful. There's going to be a big crowd here for uh, for zero one of America. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from Arena Club. The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. 
But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all three-in-one offering you triple security so you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door but it's not just for security the eufy video lock is also for convenience no more concerns about losing keys and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras other great features we love about the eufy video lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required Keyless entry, no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full. You never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters. You also have 0.3 second, 0.3 second fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking. Again, 0.3 seconds, it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock. And with the AI self-learning chip embedded, the more you use it, the more accurate it will be. Also, no battery anxiety. You have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months and you will get a low battery notification before it runs out. Uh, passcode unlocking, a remote control with a 2K clear sight. See who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service, Eufy's got you handled as well. They are on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty all backed by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Eufy video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys or reach in my pocket or wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the Eufy video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition, one second doors unlocked much much easier so if you want to jump on board with eufy video lock search eufy video lock that is e u f y video lock again that's eufy video lock e u 
FYVideoLock or visit eufyofficial.com slash videolock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Yeah, Shinya Hashimoto's not walking through that door. That's all I have to no. say. I don't think that's happening. Masato Tanaka will not be there. I don't believe Steve Carino even will be there. So that's... Uh, there you go. All right. So now one of the shows that I am looking forward to most this weekend, perhaps. If I was going to WrestleMania weekend, this would be a surefire have to go to this show. Martinez Entertainment. It is the Lucha Show from Martinez Entertainment. 8.30 p.m. Upper 90 Soccer Center in Arlington, Texas. Hio Del Santo and Ultimo Dragon versus Hio Del Fishman and Shocker. Extreme Tiger and Crazy Boy versus Drago and Aerostar. And Michael Elgin and Psycho Clown versus Black Tauros and Laredo Kid. And then there's just like 30 other luchadors scheduled to appear. Uh, we'd be here all day listing them all. But um, those three matches all sound pretty damn. I mean, if you're a lucha fan, or even if you're not a lucha fan, I mean, you're going to see some big time. You're going to see some legends uh, in Hio Del Santo and Ultimo Dragon and Hio Del Fishman. You're also going to see some, you know, modern guys in terms of uh, Drago, Aerostar. And then you're going to see the biggest star in Lucha Libre, Psycho Clown, uh, and one of the best Lucha Libre wrestlers right now, Laredo Kid, and Black Toro. So, I mean, this is a hell of a show, and it should be a really cool atmosphere. It's it's obviously, you know, last time they were in Texas, the Martinez Entertainment ran. People that went there said it was, like, one of the more f- fun shows they went to because it was a Lucha atmosphere. Like, most of the fans there were Lucha fans. Everybody brought noisemakers. Everybody was just going nuts and having a party atmosphere. You know, it was really unlike anything else on WrestleMania weekend. So, yeah, I don't know about you, Taylor. I don't think it's being filmed as far as I know. I don't know if anybody is filming it or if it ever will appear. But uh, this looks like a hell of a show. And if it was going to air anywhere, I would definitely make sure uh, Friday at 830 I'd be around to check that out. I think sometimes the Martinez Entertainment stuff ends up on YouTube at some point. I feel like I've watched some Martinez Entertainment matches. Usually it's things that they're trying to hype. They're like, look, we got so-and-so person. But not live. Like, a couple weeks later. Uh, this is a fun card, a, a wild out of nowhere appearance by Michael Elgin, uh, who I had almost totally forgotten about. Uh, and it, you're right. It could be like a Lucha Libre show, which are always super fun. If the crowd is into it, even if the matches are not great, which I think some of these matches could be very good. And with some of the people that they've booked and haven't announced for matches yet, you know, that really lifts it up. You're there, you're at WrestleMania weekend, everyone's having a good time. Like, this seems like the show would be a super fun time. Absolutely, yeah. And and the Michael Elgin thing is very strange. I, and this just, I think, appeared a couple days ago. Uh, this is only booking as far as I know. Let me double check to make sure. I mean, I haven't seen him in anything else, and there's not a whole lot of other places you can kind of hide or sneak in a Michael Elgin uh, on these shows. So, yeah, a wild Michael Elgin appearance here in a big-time match, teaming with Psycho Clown against Black Taurus and Laredo Kid. I mean, that is a highlight, highlight match uh, of the weekend uh, just because of all those names in there and, and whatever you think of Elgin, like, you know, in terms of, like, where he was as a star, where he was as a wrestler. I mean, that that is still a really, really big match and a really big spot. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And, yeah, I don't I have no idea what's going to appear. I think you're right that the tech, the the one a couple years ago did eventually show up somewhere. Uh, but doubt it'll be live. As far as I know, it's not going to be live. But uh, definitely one that if you're going to be in the area, um, again, the highest recommendation from people that did go to the last uh, Martinez Entertainment uh, Lucha show that just said it was, like, one of the most weird and fun atmospheres uh, of the entire Mania weekend. But, uh, yeah, it, it big names, uh, big-time wrestlers uh, on it, uh, big-time Lucha stars all over the card. So it looks like it could be a, a, a blast at the Upper 90 Soccer Center, 8.30 p.m. 
uh, on Friday and, in Arlington, Texas. And the so. good news is that most lucha shows don't start on time. So if you have something earlier, this show <laughs> yes. might not start till nine thirty or ten. Yeah, there's a very um, good chance. So yeah, if you are at, uh, you know, you're at Gringo Locos. I mean, you could you could presumably double dip on on Gringo Locos, uh, World on Lucha, and Martinez promotion. So. The problem, though, is Gringo Loco, they're also kind of an indie show. So, they're, you know what I mean? There's also the potential <laughs> that they start late, too. So, I don't know. You you, you might be tough. It might be real tough to do both of them. I think they're about a half an hour away from each other. They start, what, about – they start an hour apart. So, that might get pretty tricky to do. But if you're at ROH Supercard of Honor, that should presumably start on time. Uh, so, you might be done with that at, like, you know, 9, 10 or whatever. So, you can maybe still, you know, head on over. Definitely, if you're going to Lone Star Shootout, that's at 5 p.m. I think you could definitely get to the Upper 90 Soccer Center. Barring you know traffic, which I, I'm not aware of the uh, current Texas traffic patterns or whatever, but I think that's um, yeah, I think you should be able to to, to be able to do that pretty easily. So, uh, but yeah, it looks like a really really fun show. Uh, so definitely be checking that one out. Uh, then we'll move on to Saturday, April second. Uh, World class pro wrestling and reality of wrestling. They're back again here with the Sherry Martel Women's Classic. This is a part, of course, of the uh, the ROW uh, Texas bundle here. 11 a.m. Southern Junction, Texas. Bright and early on April second, Saturday, April second, and uh, it's a uh, it's a women's tournament. And uh, first off, Taylor, before we get kind of get in the matches and the names or whatnot, uh, how many of these people have you seen before? Or are you going in with the pretty fresh eyes on a lot of these people? Because there's a bunch of names here. I, I know, I don't know. I know a handful of the names, but there's a lot of people I've never seen before. I'm pretty interested to check this out because uh, it's a good way to kind of discover new wrestlers. I think I've seen. I'm sort of trying to glance through. Uh, one, two, three. Four, five, six. I think like seven or eight of them I've seen, but you know, some of them when I say I've seen, like maybe I've seen a match or two matches or three matches. Uh, there's a good number of AEW dark talent, which is a running theme with some of these shows. Uh, but it is interesting. Uh, it's a big opportunity for these wrestlers to stick out. You know, there's no shimmer on. This WrestleMania weekend, there's usually Shimmer. Is oh, like right. The big Man, I didn't even think show. of that until you mentioned that. Wow, you're right. That's the um, first time in, in years there's no Shimmer. Wow, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that's usually the thing that sort of takes up the space of, like, women's wrestling. Like, here's the women's wrestling. It's Shimmer. And Shimmer gets the best, you know, 15 wrestlers, and they're all there. And that's not there. So this is really the sort of women's representation for the weekend and they have two shows of this because i think they do the first round on one show and then the second show i don't remember exactly what the timing is yeah we were having is, trouble kind of figuring that out which you know we, we gave credit to reality pressing earlier but we were having a little bit of difficulty figuring out is this just one show is it two shows exactly when is the other show uh so i i don't know if that's been updated as of the last <laughs> little bit i will see uh, what I can do, as far as if you go on fight, it just shows one show. It just shows the bell time uh, at uh, 11 a.m. on April 2nd. I think on the bundle it says the same. So I don't know if that changed, and maybe they're just packing it all into the one night. I have no idea. So if I were wrong, uh, I apologize. But as far as I know, may it, from what I can tell right now, it looks like it might just be a one-night, one-show tournament. Or one-day tournament, I should say, since it happened at 11 a.m. But uh, I swore there were two shows as well. I'm only seeing one show now. I don't know. So, sorry. <laughs> Again, do your research. Call ahead if you're trying to go to this just to make sure, I guess, is, is the best way I can tell you. But uh, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. But, yeah, it could be fun. And if, you know, there's some upsets, I think there's more obvious, you know, AQA is one that's sort of more obvious to probably get pretty far high on uh, maybe a Heather Monroe. But if there's upsets, you know, someone in here who maybe is less well-known could get two or three or four uh 
four matches to really show what they can do. Yeah, and there's uh, there's some interesting matchups in the first round, so let's we'll go over these ones that we have here. We have Insidious One versus Promise Braxton, uh, AQA versus Rachel Rose. Now, I find that a very interesting matchup because Rachel Rose is is someone that we've talked about on the flagship, somebody that Joe Lanza thinks has like all the potential in the world, and I think she's pretty damn good. Uh, as well, so she's somebody that like if I was booking this thing, like I'm booking her to move forward. Like you know, she's Texas based, you know, up and coming, uh, you know, getting l- more bookings as 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 the weeks go on and the months go on or whatever. But she's in there against AQA, and you're absolutely right. Like I don't know that you want AQA to lose in the first round of this either. So I'm very fascinated by this booking. Like these are two people that I thought would go a little bit farther uh, in this tournament, but they're putting them right out there, uh, right in that first round. So I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to have a really really cool match or like a showcase match uh, of two of the best talents they have there. But I I, I found. That kind of interesting. Did, were, were you kind of taken aback that they're they're matched up in the first round as well? Yeah, and it could be a thing where maybe you know AQA, as we've already talked about, has other bookings. So maybe she comes in and she says, you know, this is if this is going to be three or four matches, I don't have time, or I only want to wrestle this many matches, so I'm willing to lose to someone. And you know, we go out there and kill it, and maybe get some buzz. And you know, Rose moves on and I'm fine doing that because I have other bookings, yeah. you know, from AQA's perspective. Yeah, AQA might be in that position now where she's kind of putting the next generation over, which seems insane. She's like, I don't know what she She's very young still. I forget exactly what, uh, what what her age is, but yeah, still pretty young. But you're right. I mean, she's got bigger spots uh, on this weekend as well. So yeah, it might, that might be a distinct possibility as well. Uh, Gigi Ray versus Hyon. Uh, Danny B versus Vert Vixen. Uh, Kelsey Reagan versus Micah Madrid, uh, Jasmine Allure versus Amber Rodriguez, Erica Torres versus Skylar Slice, and then Jordan Blue versus Heather Monroe. So that's a pretty, like you said, at the top of that bracket, the ones we mentioned there, AQA, High End, Vert Vixen, uh, Rachel Rose are, are all people that I'd say a lot of people listening to this are probably aware of, but a lot of those names at the bottom there are probably pretty new to some people. So I guess it, it, it does pr- present a pretty interesting opportunity uh, for some of those people to move on in this tournament and get to the finals, get to the semifinals that you maybe have never seen before or never you know, watched before. So that, that's always exciting and cool. It's one of the best parts of WrestleMania weekend is discovering new talent. So uh, I'm into that. All right, you ready to move on to uh, Mission Pro Wrestling bangers only? Let's do it. Let's do it. So 3 p.m. Saturday, April 7th from the Fair Park in Dallas, Texas. This is a part of the collective. So this will be on the collective bundle uh, and all that sort of stuff over at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash fight. Uh, This was looking pretty dire for a while when at one point, uh, even like a week or so ago, uh, Mission Pro Wrestling bangers only. The only thing was announced genocide was it. That was it. So it's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like you need, but they came through pretty good. This is a pretty fun show, a pretty good women's show. Like you said, there is the issue of you know with no shimmer, there doesn't feel like there's that highlight women's event. This kind of becomes the de facto one. Although I don't know. I mean, obviously can't. I don't think we're put it on the same level uh, as any sort of WrestleMania weekend shimmer show. But I think it's pretty damn solid. Uh, here with Thunder Rosa versus Trisha Dora as presumably your main event. I think it would have to be your main event. It's Thunder Rosa in Texas. She's the AW Women's Champion. Like, come on, this is going to be a mega, mega pop for her. Huge, huge opportunity for Trisha Dora as well to get some eyeballs uh, on her work. Uh, Holly Dead versus Lufisto. Uh, Janai Kai versus Tasha Steeles. Uh, Bougie Reality versus Ky- uh, Kylan King, AEW Dark Legend uh, and Genocide. Uh, Masa Slamovich versus Lindsay Snow. Uh, La Rosa Negra versus Jody Threat. Uh, the Hex, Marty Bell and Sienna versus Laney Luck. Uh, sorry, the Hex and Laney Luck versus the Renegade Twins and Jasmine Allure. And then J.P. Harlow versus Alley Catch. But uh, yeah, what, what do you think of this card? Because I think this is a pretty, uh, pretty solid women's card as, as far as they can, you know, as far as you can do in, in this WrestleMania weekend with this sort of talent level uh, on the, uh, you know, the women's scene in the American Indies right now. 
Yeah, I think it's a pretty strong card, all considered. They got a lot of people who are not appearing a ton of, I mean, like Trisha Dora, I don't think is appearing in all that many places. Uh, Tasha Steeles, I think, is really good. Uh, Janai Kai, I mean, I think that match with the two of them could be really good. Jody Threat is one of those who was getting sort of the hype was starting, I feel like, before the pandemic hit because uh, she's from Canada and then the pandemic hit and it was sort of like, whoa, you're going to have to wait. Um, and interesting to me that I think this might be her only booking. Um, yeah, I think you're right too, which is weird because I, I see her a lot on uh, AAW. She's, she's here all the time and yeah, she's solid as hell. This is her only booking. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, she feels sort of like the hype that Chris Statlander was getting uh, a few years ago before she signed with AEW, where it was like, "Oh, this is the this is the per like the next person who's going to break out big," and it didn't happen through no fault of her own, obviously. Uh, but happy to see her here. Uh, Kylan King is in for an adventure, uh, trying to wrangle Maddie Renkowski and Rache Chanel and genocide. <laughs> <laughs> in a single match because <laughs> I think Kylan King is really good um, and I think she's head and shoulders above the other three in that match I sort of wish she was like I would have much more liked to see like Masha Slamovich versus Kylan King I think that would be fun if I remember correctly but, I think this is Kylan King's only booking of the weekend too which is pretty wild yeah this is not a good weekend for uh, um, that's it for her wow yeah I'm surprised by that too like, it's just a weird thing where it's like, is this on purpose? But, like, why would people go there and yeah, be like, sure, I'll take one, one booking? Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless I'm like, you know, depending on what I'm getting paid. But I'd imagine whatever Kylan King is getting paid that, no, I'm not coming to Texas to work one show. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, you forget it. You know, that that's, it's kind of wild. So, I yeah, I'm, I'm surprised by some of the bookings here. And, and you know, you alluded to it earlier, but the, the women, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of women's shows and not a whole lot of women's showcases. A lot of shows don't have women on there. And there's some talented women that are going to be down there in Texas. And they're pretty much all put on a few of the shows that we just talked about here. And that's pretty much it. So not, not much women's presence uh, for this year's Mania Weekend. Yeah, and like Masa Slamovich, I would think if she was coming down there and I had to book a women's match, she would be maybe one of my, you know, maybe the first, but at least one of the first calls I would make because uh, I think she's in that sort of top group. They're sort of the top group, which I think of as like Thunder Rosa, obviously, Trish, Masha. And then there's like the AEW Dark crew, which is like Kylan King, Jasmine Allure, who's on the show, the Renegade twins work it and then they're sort of like the american indies women which is a very small you know like alley catch is one of them i also think they weirdly could make that alley catch the main event uh the alley catch match oh my god i don't know why but i could see it uh, happen with thunder rosa on the show that would be that's a tough act to follow is (laughs) thunder rosa aw you know women's champion you know texas resident she's out all right, now that's the end of that match. All right, here's JP Harlow and Alley Catch. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be a thing. That would be a thing for sure. But yeah, you never. WrestleMania weekends are weird. Sometimes other people have to go to other places and do other things. You know, there's there was numerous evolved shows where like the best match on the show was the opener because you know the guys had to go do something else or they had to go sign with NXT or whatever. So like you're like, all right, I guess you know Drew Galloway is like kicking the show off for some reason, and then there he is, you know, in the crowd waving at Takeover. You're like, ah, oh, shit. All right, that makes sense now. So yeah, we'll see what ends up happening with that. But uh, this, I think, this looks like a pretty solid show. I mean, this they they delivered on their their bangers only promise. They, I think they they did. I, I don't know if it's only bangers, but there are some bangers on here. So so good for them. 
Yeah, it may not be only bangers. That that I may take. That's a that's a, a big with, but yeah, a lot right. of good matches here. Yeah, yeah, some bangers. It would have been better if they said Mission Pro. Mostly bangers, yeah, like some some decent bangers. So, uh, all right. So now we have move on. This one will be quick. Uh, 4 p.m. from something called Tulips in Fort Worth. I don't know what that is, but uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, it's called Tulips. 4 p.m. Rampage Wrestling. And Taylor, can you tell us what is on the Rampage Wrestling show? Uh, no. Oh. But it's in. The only thing but it's in ha- seven days, thing, though. <laughs> like, the only thing we have is a poster that has Ricky Barton on it. Okay, uh, so we can. Uh, so we we don't know, but we can kind of assume that Ricky Morton's going to po- be there. The poster has a a lot of pictures of people I do not recognize. A picture of Ricky Morton, and then says special guests from School of Morton. Uh, so if you're a devoted follower of the. Uh, people coming out of the school of Morton, then this is the show for you. Yeah, I am looking at this show right now. I'm looking at this poster that you're talking about, and I um, I don't recognize one. <laughs> oh, Ricky Morton is the only person I recognize. Even Ricky slightly. Morton, who helpfully says Ricky Morton and then has a WWE. Yeah, the one person know. they didn't actually have to tell you who it is, <laughs> they told you who it was, but the, they didn't tell you anybody else. Yeah, that's so that's. We've tried. We've as of this recording, I promise you, we have tried. We have done all we can to figure out what the hell is going to be on this show, who is going to be on this show, why the show is occurring, and and I'm sorry, that's all we have for you. So, um, I I think the only other thing I've seen is there's a trio of Amish wrestlers who I believe have uh, are looking for an opponent for a six man tag. Okay. Uh, but that's literally all okay. I know. All right. Well. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, make Does sure that you're there. Get you excited? Uh, yeah, so they yeah, 4 p.m. <laughs> 4 p.m. on Saturday. So if you're not going to WrestleMania, I mean you are gonna be free that uh that, that night. So you know, maybe maybe head on over to uh, uh <laughs> Rampage Wrestlings. You might maybe double dip. I mean it might not be a long show, who the hell knows? But uh Fort Worth, Texas at something called Tulips uh in Fort Worth. So there you go for uh Rampage Wrestling. All right, that was quick. Uh, 7 p.m., Unsanctioned Pro Mulligan. This is going up head-to-head with WrestleMania, which I do appreciate. I do like the idea, Joe and I have always said on, on the flagship, that you should try to go up against WrestleMania because there are a lot of people that have no interest in actually going to WrestleMania. Uh, so I think it'd be kind of interesting to see how these shows do. And there's a few uh, this year just deciding, hey, fuck it, we're going to go head-to-head with Mania. Uh, this one, Unsanctioned Pro's Mulligan, uh, taking place in the Fair Park in Dallas, Texas. That's where all the collective stuff uh, is happening, so it will be on the collective bundles. It'll be up on voicesofwrestling.com slash fight. Uh, it's Billy Starks versus Christian Robinson, Robert Martyr versus Charlie Tiger, Big Vin versus Casanova Valentine, the Ohio State Championship, Trey Lamar versus To Be Decided, Brian Keith versus Lexis Montez versus Kevin Blackwood. What are your thoughts on Unsanctioned Pro Mulligan? Uh, bottom two could be interesting. I didn't know that there was an Ohio State Championship. Uh but could be a fun match with Trey Lamar and then Brian Keith and Kevin Blackwood in a match. Sounds interesting. I just uh, wish it was those two. I mean, no, no offense to uh, Lexus Montez, but like, just, I don't know, Brian Keith versus Kevin Blackwood sounds like an awesome match. Just do that. Just have that match. Yeah, although looking at the rest of the card, I'm like, I guess I'll take what I can uh, take, <laughs> take what I can get. Yeah, but uh, this does not look like one that's going to pull you away from uh, from doing too much here. But uh, that is that's there you go. On Station Pro Mulligan. Uh, then we have Lucha Maniacs in the Upper 90 Soccer Center. Another Lucha show uh, from the Upper 90 Soccer Center. This is at 8 p.m. as well, so we'll be going head-to-head uh, with Mania and a few other shows as well. Upper 90 Soccer Center is in Arlington, Texas. You have Black Toros versus ACH. 
You have Decimus or Decimus versus Juventud, Araya, and Gringo Loco. Uh, I, I oh, sorry, those are all those. Sorry, those three are together versus Lince Dorado, ASF, and Aramis. You have Myron Reed versus Arrowboy versus Tristan Ty versus Black Destiny. You have Cuervo versus Tony Deppin. You have the NWA Tag Team Titles. Man, these things are are getting defended all this weekend. <laughs> it's the Rebellion again. Uh, versus, uh, Jesus Christ, I don't even know how to pronounce this. What is this? Ep- Epidemius? Epidemius and Epidemius Jr., I guess. All right, let's go with that. Uh, sure. IWC Legacy Cruiserweight Championship, Ray Leone versus Mr. Leo. Jonathan Lopez, Aragon, Brillante RB, Dil, Dil Dempsey versus Arej, Chick Tormenta, Mini, Absimo Negro, and Black Danger. I have, yeah, there's a lot of things that I, I've never heard of on the show that uh, sound interesting. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm pretty fascinated by this show. This Black Taurus and ACH is an incredible random, like, only on WrestleMania booking that you could possibly have, so I'm into that. Um, I don't know. There's some stuff on the show that I like, but it's also a very bizarre show. Where, where are you at with the show? I think it's a fun mix of people you've heard of with people you've never heard of, which in Lucha often means that it's just going to be people trying to do crazy shit in every match, which also means that it will either be great, like you have, like, Arez on the show, um, ASF, uh, Myron Reed, like all these people who you're like, they're going to go out, they're going to kill it, they're going to do well. And then a bunch of people I'm like, I have never, Briante RB, Dill Dempsey, I don't know who these people are. But there's enough talent where I'm like, I think it will either be really fun in a good way or like a fun train wreck. For sure. Yeah. And that's, you know, a lot of the Lucha shows that I've seen, you're absolutely right. They're, they're there's people that you've never seen before, but because everybody tries so hard, they don't go there and like loaf. They're like, well, shit, I better try pretty hard too and do some crazy shit because, you know, the next match up, everyone's going to do some crazy shit. So I better do some crazy shit. And that usually leads to pretty fun shows. So, uh, yeah, this this is the same situation where I don't know that it's streaming live anywhere. I don't know how you can watch this live, uh, but I do hope it is going to get taped and it is going to be up here somewhere because uh, there's definitely some stuff that I'm very interested in seeing. And uh, it's an absolute travesty that this is ACH, one of two bookings for ACH, which is just like... How did that happen? Like, what are we doing? What? Why does Rache Chanel get like six bookings and ACH only has two? Like, what? What's going on? Or maybe this is his only booking. Is this his only booking? I think this might be his only booking. What are we doing? It's ACH. I guess he did. It's possible that ACH didn't want to do any other bookings. That's possible too. It is ACH. But still, I cannot imagine that there was no other uh, place that wanted to book ACH this weekend. But hey, Lucha Maniacs benefit here to get a huge main event here with Black Toros uh, and ACH. So into that for sure. All right, then we go to <laughs> something called Metroplex versus the World at 8.30 p.m. on this Saturday, this Absolute Stack Saturday, at something, or I guess this is an address, 510 Hardwood Road, Hardwood Road in Bedford, Texas, which let me just make sure this isn't a house. Uh, okay, it, appe- <laughs> it appears to be, huh, so it, it appears to be a haunted house on Google Maps. It looks like, so it's an abandoned strip mall. So I don't know if it's happening in one of the buildings in the strip mall, if it's handing, happening in the locker or in, like, the parking lot of this abandoned strip mall. Uh, there also appears to be some sort of plumbing company or hardware store in this. Uh, so I, I don't know where that's happening. Maybe in the haunted house. I have no idea. It's Metroplex versus the world. And, um, Taylor, um, take it away. What can we look forward to on Metroplex versus the world? I was going to say maybe Dax lives on Harwood Road. Uh... <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, we can look forward to this is another one with a with a poster, but big news. I not only recognize one person, I recognize two people. 
I think I have three. I think I can add three to this. Oh, interesting. Because I reckon Chris Bay, who's yep. the big uh, announced talent. Gary J. I, I believe, believe that's Max the Impaler to the left of him in the, in the weird mask as well. So there Oh, interesting. Yes. Now that you say that, you're totally right. Uh, it's sort of hard to tell on this poster because they're in the back. And from far away, it looks like a shape. Yes. Uh, but you may be right. That's three. Yeah. Uh, but Chris... Chris Bay, the big star um, for Metroplex versus MPX versus the world. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Maybe so I don't they should, uh, uh, announce some matches. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they're, they're running a show on March 19th. So I guess they're putting a lot of their, uh, their, their work into that one. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That one's, that's done now. So maybe put some work into, yeah, <clears> let us know who's rich. on this one. So. March nineteenth was days ago. Yes, <laughs> I am aware. Yes, I know. I'm just you know, potentially they you know they they're exhausted from that show. They're just like, oh, I can't even I can't even think of what's coming up next week. We just had that show two weeks ago. So yeah, I don't. Uh, this is uh, very strange. But uh, there you go. So uh, you can see Chris Bay. Um, so if that's got enough for you, then Metroplex versus the World eight thirty on uh, on Saturday. Finish out your Saturday with a a, a bang here. Uh, in Bedford, Texas. But uh, then uh, one last show that we're going to talk about here. This initially was listed as like a wrestling show, but now I think it's been converted to just a convention. I have no idea. Sunday, April 3rd, 9 a.m., bright and early Texas Legends Convention at Southern Junction, Texas is where all the RPW, uh, ROW stuff is happening uh, as well. This is at 9 a.m. Scheduled to appear, Texas Legends, Bruce Pritchard, Booker T, Stevie Ray, JBL, future WWE Hall of Famer, I think at this point will be a WWE Hall of Famer, Queen Charmel, Demolition, I don't know which iteration of Demolition, but I guess, you know, somebody from Demolition, Chavo Guerrero Jr., Virgil, Tim Storm, Iceman King Parsons, Eric Embry, Al Perez, Gary Young, Brian Adias. Yeah, it's going to get a little... Now you're going to start saying, wait a minute, are these guys Texas legends? And you're right to maybe uh, uh, consider that maybe some of these people are not Texas legends. Uh, Black Bart, Steve Cox, Action Jackson, Alex Porto, Rod Price, Chico Cabela, Len Denton, Scott Casey, James Beard, Che, who I believe is Nitro Girl Che, and Nitro Girl Spice as well. So Che and Spice joining the legends on this Texans Legends convention. This, um, I don't know. <laughs> sounds kind of cool, I guess. Uh, Iceman King Parsons got me because uh, I was like, whoa. I also, if you probably would have asked me before looking at that list, I would have thought that he was dead. Um, I don't know why, uh, but that's an exciting name. Uh, Queen Charmel, her first post Hall of Fame appearance, maybe. Yeah, probably going to be asking for double the money now, you know, because she's going <laughs> to sign that autograph, W Hall of Famer, Queen Charmel. So she you got to pay up now. Should have been listed above Bruce Pritchard. Absolutely, yeah. I don't think Bruce is even in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, she should have been the first one. And Booker T and Stevie Ray. Yes, Harlem Heat reunites. I, I mean, personally, 12-year-old me is most excited for Nitro Girl Che and Nitro Girl Spice. So, uh, yeah, if I was going, I, I might, uh, you know, I, I might go and check their their booth out just to say, hello, hi. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? That's uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, Nitro Girls are, are in the house. Uh, Tim Storm. I, I I think I mentioned Tim Storm. That's that's good. Wrestling superstar Virgil. That's always a 
was a fascinating experience there. Uh, and I realized earlier I said, I don't know which iteration of Demolition, but it's probably the ones that are alive uh, in Demolition. So, yeah. Crush will probably not be there, but I guess if they got crushed, that'd be a good get. That'd be a big get for the Texas Legends convention. Maybe, it's a, crushed, hol- maybe so. it's a hologram. <laughs> That's possible, yeah. So, I realized my mistake now that uh, there's probably only one version of Demolition that could show up there. But, uh, again, it's not listed, so you don't know. You don't know until you go to the Texas Legends convention. Uh, at 9 a.m. Man, what a rough... I mean, what is Bruce Pitcher going to look like that night? He has WrestleMania the night prior, waking up at 9 a.m., do this fucking convention, and then he's got WrestleMania again, and he's probably up until 4 a.m. rewriting WrestleMania 700 times with Vince McMahon, which is pretty wild. But uh, enjoy that uh, enjoy that night, Bruce. Uh, you, you you chose this job, now you got to take it. So, But hey, getting some booking here for the Texas Legends convention as well. And that does it for uh, this section of the preview i forgot to ask you at the beginning taylor and i guess we, we can kind of combine this into you know two or uh, one question here uh what is your temperature level in wrestlemania weekend are you looking forward to it more or less the same as prior years and also are there any other matches or shows that uh, you were looking forward to checking out uh that maybe we did not talk about here uh my temperature level is i would say probably fairly lukewarm uh on WrestleMania as a whole. I'm still sort of taking the Thursday and Friday off to sit at home and watch stuff. Obviously I'm not going. Um, It just feels like we're at a weird point where new Japan, you know, is coming in to do a show, but they're, they don't feel that hot ring of honor has gone through all of their stuff. So they don't feel that hot. AEW has taken a lot of the big indie talent, so the indies don't really feel that hot. And it just sort of feels like a mixture of things combining to make this sort of like, eh. Yeah, like it's, it's in a weird place. It's in a very weird place right now, and I can't exactly put my finger on it either because it's not like we haven't had bad WrestleMania weekends. We've had weekends where it just doesn't feel like there's any kind of... There are like big-time shows, but it doesn't feel like any of the showcase events. And like you said, the, the depth in the... You know, the indies is just really dire in that sense that it's not necessarily I I don't want to say it's bad because there's a lot of good talents on there. There's just very little that gets you like super, super excited. Like there's very few shows that you're like, oh, man, you can't skip that show. There's a lot of little stuff throughout the weekend that you can watch. And like that might be the best way to do it is to, you know, bounce around between different shows, bounce around as much as you can. Uh, But yeah, for some reason, there's just something that feels off about this WrestleMania weekend, and I can't exactly put my finger on it. And I don't know if maybe it was that way last year, but we were just so happy to have WrestleMania weekend again, so we were just like, ah, whatever, who cares? But uh, I don't know, this one does feel a little different, a little strange um, uh, to me as well. So, Yeah, and the show I'm mo- probably most excited for, or at least interested in, is probably the Ring of Honor show, just because it's sort of the same company, quote-unquote, but also a totally different company, where... I don't really know what it's going to, you know, at the end of that show, what do we think about ring of honor? What does it look like? Who are the champions? What's happened on the show? I really have no idea. You know, a lot of these other shows, you know, like for the culture or spring break, you know, they, they'll probably have fun matches, but you know, the show will end and it'll be like, Oh, it was the show I sort of expected. I really have no idea what to expect with this ring of honor show. Yeah, it's going to be one to definitely watch this weekend because it will be the first one under, you know, obviously the AEW Tony Khan uh, regime. And and yeah, it could be completely different. It could be exactly like Ring of Honor was before. I have no earthly idea uh, what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like. Um, And so, yeah, I'll definitely be circling that one. The New Japan show obviously looks pretty good. So like I said, I think there's a bunch of stuff that I like on this WrestleMania weekend. It just it doesn't have necessarily the the whole like, all right, no, this is, you know, here's the huge lineup that you can do. And here's, you know, match of the year level stuff you're going to see here. I don't know we're going to get that, but. 
I think there's enough fun stuff to to have a pretty enjoyable weekend. I think you'll be able to definitely get the most out of your Thursday and Friday off of work and and and, and enjoy some you know some stuff here on WrestleMania weekend. So I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to check it out. But uh, thank you again for helping us come on and preview uh, this uh, very random assortment of random shows uh, and events. Uh, before we depart, if you just want to let us know again uh, how we can follow you, how we can listen to you, and all that other good stuff, get your plugs in. Yes, it's always my pleasure to do this. I love doing it. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Tamambo, T-A-M-A-I-M-B-O. Please give a listen to the world's number one Joshi podcast, Jumping Bomb Audio. You can follow us on Twitter at Audio. We release a show every other week, so check us out. There you go, Taylor. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I'll talk to you again later. See ya. All right, and we're continuing our WrestleMania weekend previews with Kevin Hare. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Rich. How about you? I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Stan, what is it, three underscores Hanson? I always I always mix up which ones it two. is. Two. Two, it's two underscores Stan Hanson, yes. Or as he's known by uh, many major music blogs, Stan. Hello, uh, Kevin, how are you? So, yeah, that's an inside <laughs> joke that like seven people get, but uh... yeah. Didn't do it Sadly, this year, though, right? Has come to it. Yeah, they didn't do it. Noisy. Uh, I would always review their albums, and they didn't do it this year, so I retired, I guess. Yeah, did they, did they say why they didn't? Did they tell? They should have no, reached out I to thought... you. They have to tell you this, because that's, you know, your yearly tradition. They just screwed it all up. You were already slapping your hands together, already. like, all right, let's do this, and they just never came, so. They posted multiple articles about me before, but then they just... Ignored me when I try to ask. So. <laughs> that was true. Yeah. Use you when they can use when they need you, and then when you know when you need them, they got nothing for you. So can't believe, unbelievable. But uh, yeah, it always I always loved when they were like Stan, one of our big fans, <laughs> <laughs> listening to all these. So I love the idea that somebody oh. looked maybe maybe at one point looked up Stan Hansen and at least thought that that man was <laughs> was reviewing all the albums this year and was like, ah, this Trap album was pretty damn good. I enjoyed it. Like, I like the idea. <laughs> Of, of Stan no, Hansen it, listening to, you know, Lil Baby it, and being like, ah, not bad. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> it wasn't big fan Stan Hansen. It was real weirdo, like, isn't well-adjusted Stan Hansen. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, they, they did say, like, get a load of this, weirdo. <laughs> Listen to all this shit. Like, what the hell is he doing? What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forget. They weren't like, wow, this is cool. They were like, whoa, what a weirdo. <laughs> I know. And then also the other thing that is um, I still, even though now it says I am not Stan Hansen in my bio, Every once in a while, I still get people tagging me as if I were Stan Hansen. Hell yeah. So well, I mean, not the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, not the worst thing to, to, to be mixed up for Stan Hansen. But, uh, just some old guy like posting a picture of Stan Hansen and tagging every other wrestler in it, and then <laughs> tag me too. Maybe it's a good pic- I'm sure you get some good pictures <laughs> out of it, so that's, that's pretty yeah. cool. But uh, anyway, we're going to talk about uh, the GC- some of the GCW shows here. We're going to talk about Janela's Spring Break, also Planet Death. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Kevin, your thoughts on, on Mania Weekend this year. Are you into it more than usual? Into it as the same, less? W- what's kind of your temperature on Mania Weekend this year? Um, I'm into it less than other years, uh, that's for sure. But I don't want to be, like, super negative. I'm still, like, excited for the idea of it. Um, I'm taking off work. I'm either going to go somewhere and watch with a buddy or just sit around here and watch it all weekend. And I'm excited for that aspect of it, of just kind of, shutting the brain off and watching everything that's going on. Um, There's no like really marquee things anywhere that I am super excited for. Um, A little bit on some of the shows we're talking about, I guess, and some other random things, but there's no like major matches where it's like, Oh my God, this match is happening. Like, you know, we were just talking about 
the other uh, the other day we were talking about Mania 2016 weekend. And if you look at that, even just going in, there was so much like, oh, my God, I cannot wait for Nakamura versus Zayn and Osprey versus Zack Sabre, all that stuff. This year, there's not really any of that. But like I said, I'm still excited for just the idea of devoting a whole weekend to just watching everything that's going on. And the thing about Mania Weekend, and I mean, it's still happening this weekend, too, is that it still is like a representation of wrestling in that year. And so I'm excited for that, even if maybe this year isn't as good as other ones. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it's missing kind of the marquee events or the marquee like, oh, my God, you got to be, you know, watching at 7 p.m. on Saturday because this show is going to be, you know, there are some pretty cool standout events or still some really cool standout matches or whatever. You're just going to have to be a little bit more judicious about what you watch and and, and checking out a bunch of different shows, because I really do think that if you put this mini weekend together, it's going to it's going to be a good mini weekend. I think there's enough good matches, uh, enough good cards, enough good wrestlers there to make. It's just, yeah, will you be able to it used to be easy You used to be able to say, hey, on Friday, I'm going to watch this and this and on Saturday. I'm going to watch this and this and I will have, you know, eight, you know, great matches and three great shows like that. That's it's going to be a little bit more picking and choosing. Or like you said, you could just basically sit down, veg out for a day and just say, ah, you know what? I'm just going to watch or veg out for a weekend and just, you know, bounce around, watch a bunch of different shows, turn off the brain for a little bit and just enjoy a, a celebration of wrestling in that given weekend. I mean, that's that's probably where more where we're at this year, which is, is, is OK, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not as much stakes on stuff. I think that's probably the major flaw. But it'll still, at the end, it'll still be pretty fun. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a weekend like in, in past years where it was like, all right, everything is building to this WrestleMania weekend. This is our biggest show right. of the year. It doesn't feel like many companies really consider this like the biggest show of their year. They just kind of consider it, uh, hey, you know, we're going to do Mania Weekend because Mania Weekend's coming up. Which is, you know, it's just something we're going to have to maybe adjust to uh, for, for now uh, and adjust to, you know, moving forward. But let's talk about uh, the, the shows uh, we wanted to highlight here. We'll talk about uh, first, Joe Janela's Spring Break 6 Part one. I can't believe we've done six spring breaks at this point. Uh, the first one taking place March 31st uh, at 8 p.m. So a pretty early start time for the first spring break. But don't worry, you got another one that's going to be starting a little bit later. Uh, 8 p.m. Spring break part one. Uh, it's from the Fair Park building in uh, Dallas, Texas. That's where all the collective stuff is happening. This will be, of course, streaming live on Fight. Uh, VoiceWrestling.com slash Fight. Uh, also part of the collective bundle as well. So if you want to buy all the shows all at once, I think you save something like 37 to $40 or whatever if you buy all the shows uh, at once. So basically free a couple shows just for buying the whole bundle. And you're going to get, I think, something like 13 or 14 shows. You're going to get a, a bunch of stuff with the collective bundle, uh, including both of these spring breaks. So uh, j- uh, spring break part one, uh, 8 p.m. as we said. Uh, GCW world title, uh, John Moxley defending against AJ Gray. Joey Janela versus X-Pac. Uh, GCW Ultra Violent Championship, Alex Colon versus John Wayne Murdoch. GCW tag team titles, the hate club versus the second gear crew versus the briscoes blake christian versus ar fox and mickey james versus alley catch um i gotta say i see people kind of down on spring break i think that's a hell of a card for for if you're a gcw fan if you've been following gcw uh if you follow the american indies that's a pretty good card i I can't imagine people getting too upset about that yeah so um i think the thing with spring break that they've um started to do over the past few years is that the first Spring Break, and especially the second one, those those were the really big novelty, non-canon. But I say non-canon, but GCW didn't really have, like, they were still searching for their identity. At that point, it was still kind of Deathmatch was the, was the real identity, so it was a bit non-canon. But those were the big, like, uh, the shows with the crazy, weird, like, dream matches, but you didn't even think about them, so you couldn't even call them a dream match going in. 
and like with the crazy party atmosphere and all that stuff. And as each one has gone on, it's, it's become a little bit more GCW centric. And I think that that's not a bad thing, especially in the way that the Indies are these days where a lot of companies have kind of taken that novelty match uh, template and used base their entire company and persona around doing those types of matches. So I don't think it's a bad thing, especially as GCW grows, to make it GCW-centric and to kind of turn it into um, a big GCW show with some, you know, special things and extra things and big things on it. And, uh, you know, almost make this a WrestleMania-esque type of weekend for GCW. I, I think that that makes sense. And in a lot of ways, I think that this card, um, and both of these combined, we'll combine them together. I think that this is more of a definitive GCW-esque card than the Hammerstein show uh, in January, which obviously was the biggest uh, GCW show of all time, at least as far as, you know, perception and buzz and all that. And I, I think that these shows are kind of more of a real, um, they kind of show a bit more of what GCW is than those did. So I think that all makes sense too. I think the, the biggest flaw with these is that last year um, they kind of GCW did this uh, building up to this as a big GCW type of show with the conclusion of the uh, Nick Gage versus Ricky Shane page feud, which had lasted for uh, a year or two, you know, was years in the making. And this year, I think the biggest flaw with doing it um, more in house is that it doesn't feel like there's been that big match that they've been building to or that big thing that is being resolved this weekend. Um, there's some little things that they built to, and you know, there might be a big moment on this show specifically, but it just feels like it's lacking that this is the end goal that last year had. So um, for me, the flaw isn't necessarily the card. It's just kind of the stakes that they've generated going into the card. Yeah, because I mean, Janelle and Xbox should be like one, that, and and they have like tr if you're if you've been watching GCW, if you've been following GCW, that's a really cool feud going on. It's a really cool you know grudge uh, going on, but it's like it's only lasted like two months. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't right. feel like one that like I would have been building this up for half a year, like you said. I would have been building up. I mean, maybe you can't do a whole year, but to people that maybe just checked out the Hammerstein show. To now see this, you're probably like, what the hell happened? Like, those guys, I thought they were buddies. Like, what the fuck? Like, so right. if you aren't, like, an every single week or every single month, you know, GCW follower, you will be completely, you'll be like, what, what the hell just happened? I thought those guys were buds. Like, what just, and I'm sure they can build it up or whatever, but it would have been, it, yeah, you're right. That that match would have maybe meant a little bit more if they had been building this up or if at the Hammerstein show, that's when Janela turned on X-Pac or whatever. That's when, you know, you kind of started that. So the people that just check in for the major, major GCW shows kind of have a direct line between, okay, that, that Hammerstein show and this one. Whereas, you know, this one kind of feels like if you missed a few months, like you maybe missed that entire story. And most of the other things, like you said, are just kind of, they're, they're cool matches. Moxley and AJ Gray is a cool match. Uh, Colonna and John Wayne Murdoch is a cool match, but they're, they're lacking the, yeah, the Nick Gage, Ricky Shane Payne. We're not getting that on this show. And, and, to be fair, I mean, you're very rarely going to get that. I mean, that's probably one of the best right, stories that GCW has ever told, uh, if not the best story they've ever told. So I get it. But, yeah, you, you're right that it's kind of lacking in, in, in stakes. It, it it feels like a good show, but it feels like a show that could happen on in May at insert random building somewhere. You know, it could happen at the Atlantic City, the, the showboat right. hotel or whatever. And, that you know, that's fine. That's cool. It's a good show, but it doesn't maybe have the gravitas that a WrestleMania weekend show feels like it should kind of have. But um, Right. Yeah. 
But yeah, like I, I think that it's a good car. Like I said, and you know the the in they did a Los Angeles show uh, like last month, and that's where they built a lot of this stuff up. So that's where um, AJ Gray challenged for the title, and that's where um, Janela turned on X Pac after you know they teamed together and they made it seem like X Pac was maybe going to wasn't all there, didn't have it, whatever, and then. Uh, Janelle turned on him, and that's where they built up some other stuff. So it kind of just uh, compressed a lot of the build, which, you know, I don't really care that much about compressing a lot of stuff like that. That's what New Japan would do every year, a power struggle, right? But it would be nice if, like, example, the Moxley-AJ Gray match, it doesn't feel like a, a definitive conclusion for something that, uh, you know, hypothetically should be and might be like a big landmark type of GCW match. For sure, for sure. Uh, I, I am interested in Blake uh, Christian versus AR Fox. I love AR Fox, and Blake Christian, as we've seen, uh, can really excel in matches with like, you know, tremendous, tremendous workers. Not that Blake Christian's not good as well, but, you know, the stuff with Leo Rush, I mean, that was probably my favorite show and favorite match on the entire Hammerstein uh, show. So I love this idea of Blake Christian versus AR Fox. AR Fox is somebody that I'm just always amazed does not get booked more because he's been great he's still great he's still good uh and yeah he only gets a few bookings every you know like on a many weekend he'll pop up every so often you're like hey Air fox like what the hell why isn't he everywhere uh so i'm really looking forward to that match that sounds awesome yeah isn't it weird how time works where uh it, it just it's just a thing that naturally happens where somebody like ar fox where you see every weekend and he goes from like oh yeah ar fox is like uh, the next big thing and then like okay he's here he's ready to break out but maybe he didn't quite get there and then all of a sudden he just kind of turns into like indie legend uh focused guy and you don't even you just blink and you're like wait a minute yeah how did this happen i know and in, in our lifetime long. air fox went yeah. from like hot young like whoa this guy to yeah. like eh, grizzled like, like indie veteran right, AR exactly. fox. And, like, <laughs> they're not wrong to present him like that <laughs> no. like, it makes sense to me to present him like that but it's just really bizarre how that all how just time time works. But yeah, I mean, I think that he's, he's barely wrestled since the pandemic started. He has a school, so he's just focused on that and not on wrestling. So I'm pretty, I don't have any insight on this, but I, I feel like I've seen rumblings or heard rumblings that, you know, people want to book him more and he's just not as interested in that. But I, I can't tell you that for sure. That's yeah, just what I that, that, would, that would make sense because he has popped up a few times. But yeah, maybe he's just being more, you know, like, eh, you know, I don't really have to, I don't have to drive right. seven hours. You know, I, I make more money in right. a week doing a training school than I will, you know, driving seven hours to your stupid show. So I, I get it. Right. Yeah, good for him. Hey, if that's but, where he's gotten to in life, good for him, man. So exactly, and and that does make a match like this where you have Blake Christian, who is, you know, he's presented as the. Uh, work rate, high-flying GCW star. Yeah. Um, you can have some varying opinions on how good you think he is. And I, I'm kind of in the middle on him. He's not my favorite, but I don't think he's terrible either. I think that he can have good matches when he's in there with somebody who's a bit better than him, but I don't necessarily turn in, tune in to watch him. But uh, you have AR Fox, and now, like we said, he barely wrestles. So you have this guy who is uh, out of his mind. He's super athletic, and he does things that – you still can't, don't see people do uh, as crisp or as um, exciting as he. So it's really cool now that it's like that does feel a bit like, oh, yeah, there's this guy who I never see anymore, and he's coming out of hiding for this match. So that's, uh, that's cool, and I'm, I'm pretty excited to see him again. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else on, on part one, or did you want to kind of 
get into part two here. We can we can touch on. It. We can, we can go back and forth if you need to as well. But if there, anything no, yeah, on part yeah. one, so so there's a, a few things that I just want to touch on for part one. So the first is that uh, the the Moxley versus AJ Gray match is I think that um, it, it's it's really weird where it does not feel that hot to me. It does not feel like AJ Gray is uh, you know ready to be the t- the champion. It's it feels like there's maybe something there missing. There hasn't been as much of a – his story is basically just that he's a GCW homegrown guy, and and that's kind of it to me. There's not really anything else beyond that to the story. He is a very brief previous GCW champion, so it's not unheard of that he would go for it. But um, it just feels like he won the uh, the brass ring or whatever they called it at Hammerstein, and, and he's using it for this Mox match. But um, – but also, since Moxley came back, last year, uh, you know, GCW had a really up-and-down year, and WrestleMania weekend was very up-and-down as well. But um, it led to the Moxley debut, and then he came in, and he feuded with Nick Gage, and he had some Cardona um, interactions and won the belt, and he uh, felt insanely hot. And then uh, since he, he left and came back, he's just really felt like an afterthought in GCW. He just had the one match against uh, Homicide. He hasn't really been around. I haven't even seen too many promos or anything. So it feels like he's just really on the back burner, which is weird because one, he's John Moxley, one of the biggest stars in wrestling. And two, he's their champion. So just both of those things by themselves are are a bit weird. So it feels like from that, he's been almost such a non-entity recently. It feels like it's time for him to, to drop the belt but maybe this is just the calm before the storm and he's getting his legs back under him in GCW. But I don't know. It feels more like the other, like it's just kind of this relationship is just kind of petered out, but um, I'm not sure. So my prediction is that AJ Gray wins that, but I can't uh, tell you that 100%. Yeah. I I kind of have a similar thought uh, as well, that it just does feel like Moxley's kind of spinning his wheels right now. Uh, in GCW yeah. so hopefully hopefully that's just a short-term thing and hopefully or like you said maybe that's we're kind of reaching the end of the road of 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 what that is and that's fine too you know that's okay if that's right. like you know yeah I mean they got they got more out of it than I expected it it was disappointing that for a variety of reasons there was never a real um definitive like conclusion or peak to it but think things happen sometimes so um you can't really prevent any of that um the next thing uh, on the show that I just want to highlight real quick is that the uh, John Wayne Murdoch versus Alex Colon match. Um, this has been this has actually been a match that has been built for uh, a long time. Uh, it started the build started with Alex Colon has been presented as the deathmatch icon of GCW. He's won um, Tournament of Survival three times in a row. He won the Nick Gage Invitational last year, getting a big win back over um, Masashi Takeda, who you know, was the the preeminent uh, Japan deathmatch star over the past few years. So he's he's presented as the big boss, and they had um, Murdoch come in from uh, ICW. He's the big – He I don't think he's the champ there now, but uh, he was the champ there for a while, and he's their big um, – he's the big star there. And so came in after uh, Nick Age Invitational last year, they had a really bizarre match in the beginning of this year that was good, but it like Cologne just kind of took over the match. He threw gusset plate boards at uh, Murdoch's head and like 
bust, like put a hole in his head, essentially. The ref tried to stop it multiple times. It ended with Cologne going to the back, grabbing John Wayne Murdoch's bags and throwing them in the ring and telling him to leave, basically. It was just very weird. Um, it kind of made Murdoch look like pretty weak. But they, they kept the, the feud going since mm-hmm. then. Murdoch came in at Hammerstein. And so this is a pretty big match. I think in death ma- in Texas they can do death matches because they have other death matches. Uh, they do other shows there with like tubes and stuff. So I'm assuming that they can do it there, but I don't know 100%. Um, if so, this will probably be one of the bigger built shows on matches on the show. It wouldn't stun me if this is the main event. Um, I'm not saying that it will be, but it wouldn't stun me there. And but yeah, if this is within the GCW world, this is probably maybe the biggest and best built match of the weekend. Definitely, yeah, and like you said, this does feel, you know, Spring Break has kind of matured over the years now to become, or maybe mature is not the right word, but it has become, like you said, more of just a GCW show. Like, it, it is representative of GCW more so than like a ha-ha, you know, wink-wink, nudge-nudge, which the first, you know, few Spring Breaks kind of were, like you said, kind of figuring out your identity, a lot of nostalgia acts, a lot of stuff like that. Uh, and Spring Break 2 kind of keeps up the same part. I mean, there's there's a few things that are a little bit different, but I think for the most part, I would say this is, you know, there's a few things sprinkled in here. This is going on at midnight, uh, bleeding into Friday, uh, April 1st, into Saturday, uh, April 2nd. We'll probably start sometime Saturday morning if if, if my uh, read on independent wrestling is correct. And the show probably will start late, Kevin. I, I'm, I got an assumption here that that will happen. But that obviously is coming back from the Fair Park uh, in Dallas where all the other collective stuff is. Uh, you got Chris Dickinson versus Matt Cardona, Minoru Suzuki versus Effie, Speedball Mike Bailey versus PCO, Biff Busick versus Tony Deppin, and then the greatest... Clusterfuck Battle Royal, which has Maven in it, Jimmy Wang Yang is in it, Shaz McKenzie's in it, Jazzy Yang is in it, Nasty Leroy, Kevin Matthews, Edith Surreal, some other people as well. Uh, we only have, I think, like five or six names announced uh, right now, but obviously we have many, many more that are going to show up uh, and be right. part of the Clusterfuck that uh, usually goes on like 30 minutes longer than it probably should, but it's still oh, yeah. a pretty fun one- match. Like, I love the Clusterfucks, and I also hate the Clusterfucks. So. The one that was after Madison Square Garden was brutal. Like, it was fun, but it was... Like 3 a.m., yeah. people just keep coming out. And you have Ethan Page like, and Hornswoggle like exchanging blows. You're like, all right, <laughs> let's go. Come on, man. Right. It's 3.30 a.m. The show like, ends with Maria Mannix uh, standing in the ring, just destroying Joey Janela. And it's like, it's 3 a.m. What is happening? <laughs> let's go home. Let's go home, guys. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Like, I'm in Jersey shit. I'm in, like, what is it? Eagle Hall or White Eagle Hall or whatever yep. it is. Like, I'm ready to go, man. <laughs> let's go. Big, big weekend of wrestling. Still ahead. So, yeah, that's the only problem with the clusterfuck is it tends to, A, be a clusterfuck, and B, it ends up going way, 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 way too long. But, hey, you might get Glacier, so that's always worth it. But, uh, yeah, what do you think <laughs> of this card? I think this is kind of a weird blend, like you said, of, of you know, Spring breaks of the past of bringing in, you know, uh, uh, you know, Minoru Suzuki, bringing in a PCO, uh, doing that sort of stuff, but then also kind of showcasing what might just be pretty cool matches. Like Biff Busick versus Tony Deppin is just probably a good match. Uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Effie, that will just kind of be pretty fun. Uh, Dickinson versus Cardona, that does kind of fit the GCW, uh, 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 you know, style as well. So I don't know. This is a pretty cool card as well, I think. Yeah, I think that this is cool. I think um, PCO versus Speedball has the. Uh, possibility to be just insane. Um, PCO still does whatever, even we're five years removed from the Walter match, almost four years. And it just feels like he still will try to do that type of match. And speedball is game to just do, you know, 
he's kind of I say low key. It's not like he's it's a secret, but he's kind of like people don't really think of him as how crazy as he actually can be. So um, I think that that has recipe to be just pretty wild match. Um, Vic Busick versus Tony Deppin is kind of like a you know fa- a father versus son type of match where it's like big Tony Deppin or small Vic Busick against each other, and so that is a pretty um, unique match. Uh, Dickinson versus Cardona. Um, that is the one, I mean, we, it's been talked about a lot, but Cardona has turned into one of the big bad uh, GCW figures to the point where he's almost a baby face because of how effective he's been as a heel. And so him just going through the GCW family, the GCW, uh, quote, homegrown type of guys, and Dickinson is the next of those. So um, that should be a pretty good, pretty hot match. And it should be different than, you know, the two other really big ones you could point to are uh, Cardona versus Gage and Cardona versus um, Janela, and this one will be different than those. And there's there's value, I think, in, in making that a bit different too. So I think that this card all looks good. Um, I the I guess the only thing is hopefully that it's not rushed. The uh, uh, rest of the show isn't rushed too much to get to the question mark. But um, but yeah, it, this all looks like it should be should be pretty fun. And yeah, Effie and, and Suzuki too. It's yeah. it's got a lot of. Uh, hate online but you know Effie is a little bit better than people think and I think that he's going to have a chip on his shoulder on this match so he's either going to super lean into his gimmick which may be fun because of how just into it he is or he's going to say all right like you didn't think I would be good in this match and I'm going to be right or or I mean and I I think also people are kind of telling on themselves that they don't really know what Minoru Suzuki is either now or what Minoru Suzuki's been in the past like people just think of New Japan Prime G1 Suzuki you're probably not getting that here against Effie. Maybe, maybe I would not bet on that. You're probably getting the Minoru Suzuki that fucked around in DDT. You're probably getting the Minoru Suzuki yeah. that has it goes to every indie in America that'll pay him this exorbitant fee, make funny Especially, faces, grab hands, you know, pull them back, like laugh, smile, like that. I mean, he he knows how to play the hits. Like he's not an idiot. He knows what he's doing here. And how many he's had so many matches this weekend too. Like it's kind of yeah. insane. When, especially, like, when I think of him at Mania Weekend, there was uh, the New Orleans weekend. He was in a six-man in uh, at the WrestleCon show, and Tanahashi was on the other side. And that match, it starts, and he just rolled out of the ring, and he stayed out there almost the entire match. <laughs> yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's yeah, he in knows. economy. He's, he's getting up there in age, and he's getting uh, up yeah. there in the bank account, too, these days. So, yeah, more power yeah. to him. Gets to fly, gets to fly out here to Texas, gets to mess around. So yeah, I, I don't know why people, I don't know what people expect out of it. I mean, I, I know that people are like, oh, that's him against Effie. Well, you know, it's like Suzuki's not that guy anymore. I mean, he could be that. He can, but does he really want to be on this weekend? Probably not. Right. Like you know, if, like and, and people wanted Suzuki versus Orange Cassidy, and just sadly the window on that I think is closed. So uh, it's not going to happen. So this is kind of a. Similar type of thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And and Dickinson and Cardona, I think I'm I'm looking forward to that. Cardona in in, in GCW has been awesome, like a really really incredible character uh, there. Really, everywhere he's been, he's impressed the hell out of me uh, over the last year. But GCW in particular, with just the in, insane hatred, he leans into it. He plays it up perfectly. And I think this is a good spot for Dickinson as well because he's coming back from a very serious injury and he's probably coming back a little too early. Uh, in my uh, right. in my medical opinion, I have no medical, uh, but but like it still does feel like yeah, it feels like it's a longer injury than what he's doing. So uh, this might be a good spot for him to not necessarily need to bust his ass and just kind of do like, I mean, Chris Dickinson, all he's going to have to do to get heat here is just be Chris Dickinson. You know what I mean? Like all right. he's going to have to do is the most basic stuff Cardona can take, 
big, huge bombs. Dickinson can just kind of be a bruiser, and it's a it's a good way to kind of have a super hot match, but be an you know economy of 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 movement here for Dickinson. He doesn't need to be going off the top rope. He doesn't need to be doing anything too crazy. He can just basically wrestle a basic heel versus babyface match, and that's perfectly fine. And the crowd will be more than happy to 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 cheer on Dickinson and tell Matt Cardona to go fuck himself. So that'll be that'll be fun uh, to check out. But um. Let's circle back now to the other show we were going to talk about, uh, GCW's Planet Death, which is, I do hope that they can do death matches in uh, in uh, Texas, yeah. or else Planet Death could be a little bit of a bummer here. Uh, <laughs> but, but given the names uh, that are, are booked on the show, I would assume that they are full go on uh, doing death matches, because right, uh, this right. guy is going on, this is Thursday, March 31st, at 11.59 um, p.m., so this will probably bleed into Saturday morning, uh, from the Fair Park, of course, uh, Collective Bundle. Uh, VoicesWrestling.com slash fight if you just want to buy it uh, by itself. But it's Sadika versus Jimmy Lloyd, Reed versus Hoodfoot, Akira versus Cole Radrick, Sawyer Wreck versus Brandon Kirk, Slade versus Bam Sullivan, Hoodfoot versus Madman Pondo, and Shane Mercer versus Neil Diamond Cutter. I mean, this is this is very deathmatchy, this show, man. This is deathmatch <laughs> yeah. at 101 here. Just, just to clarify, so... Um... The Reed versus Hoodfoot match is not happening, so that was replaced by the Madman Pondo match. So oh, okay, just, cool. I will. Up oh, yeah, Hoodfoot. I, I mentioned him twice, so there we go. I will take yep. that out. So, it, was that Reed yeah. Bentley? Is he hurt or what's? Yes. Okay. I, I honestly, I'm not sure why, uh, but I just know that he was replaced. Got it. So. All right. Yeah, that'd be t- a tough double duty for Hoodfoot to work two death matches. Right. One, one right. Night, but. Uh... Right, two, two death matches after midnight. <laughs> right, yeah, tough, tough gig. But hey, you know what? It's what pays the bills. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, for people that are not into uh, death match or not as as kind of aligned with that style as much, this is an interesting one because yeah, we're in some GCW shows. You're getting you know wrestlers you've you know probably heard of or you've seen elsewhere doing death matches. This is like if you you know this is a, as I said a very death matchy show. A lot of these guys in here are are very well known for their death match style. Jimmy Lloyd, of course. Uh, Neil Diamond Cutter, uh, you know, well known for it. Akira, well known for it. But I think there is also some interesting stuff with like a Cole Radrick, who, who has done some, but but not a ton. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Madman Pondo, obviously a legend of the of the deathmatch scene. Right. Uh, it's a pretty fun, interesting card there. If, if so, say I'm somebody who doesn't know much about deathmatch. What can kind of, what can I kind of expect out of this show? Is this one I should I should watch, or do I need to be like a do I already have to be a deathmatch fan to really get some enjoyment out of this? Well. Last year's Planet Death was one of the worst shows of the weekend. It was awful. And uh, it was it was Alex Cologne, Brandon, last year, and it just sucked. So I'm hoping that being um, midnight in Texas and, as opposed to 3 o'clock in the afternoon in the bright Florida sun kind of helps the show a bit. Um, I think that it doesn't have uh, some of the big deathmatch names like Cologne, like we were talking about, but um, there are some of the most like fun uh, deathmatch people right now. I think the um, the big match that I'm looking forward to the most is Akira versus Cole Ratrick. So um, Akira has been uh, presented as kind of the next deathmatch superstar. There, he's had a match with Cologne GCW, and they've kind of teased that there might be more. He he kind of became um, the rising star in ICW too. So he's kind of the new next guy. Cole Ratrick. Uh, he hasn't done as much many death matches, but earlier this year against Oren Vite in February, he had the best GCW match this year so far against him, and it was a, a death match, and it was just kind of Radrick getting destroyed and incredibly bloody and just not backing down and coming back, kept coming back, and it was his, it was the best match I've ever seen him in by far. So I think that this match, 
actually is one of the matches I'm most excited for for the weekend because I, I don't know what the floor is. It might, it might be a low floor. It might not be that good. But it really has the potential to be, like, one of those really special everything coming together and just having one of these, like, really almost transcendent type of death matches. So I'm, I'm really excited for that one. Um, like, genuine excitement. And then otherwise, you're going to have – there's just a lot of, like, seediness and, like, kind of scumminess on, on the show. And that – like, I mean that in a good way. You're going to have uh, in the middle of the night, Sadika, who, if you have not seen, she is a large, completely psychopathic uh, luchadora who just absolutely just – destroys and one of her matches she had a broken arm and she just kept going like she broke her <laughs> arm in the match she like absolutely just brutalized gage when uh she wrestled him like when she works up, gets worked up it's like almost like anyone else in wrestling right now it's one of those real like it's it's almost like nick gage a few years ago where you're almost like scared to be around somebody but you're also like incredibly intrigued by them that's kind of the vibe that she has right now. So her versus Jimmy Lloyd uh, could also be like really good. And then the, the one other thing is um, Deathmatch Shane Mercer is awesome. Like he's known for all of his big uh, like, you know, uh, power moves and stuff, but he does death matches like a few times a year and it's always awesome. So I, I'm excited for that too. I think, I don't know if this is going to be like the greatest show or anything, but if you're up at midnight, and you're like, I want wrestling. I think that this one is going to be a good, like, this will be a really fun, just turn your brain off and just watch insanity in the middle of the night. I think that this has a pretty high ceiling from that regard. So I'm pretty excited for it. And honestly, with these shows, they could easily just fall apart and be a mess too. So I think that that uh, aspect is there too and and if that happens it could be pretty fun as well yeah that's so. sometimes not the worst thing that can happen yeah that a right. Redrick I definitely had circled as like a match that uh, interests me because those are two people that I think are good wrestlers and to me like when I watch Deathmatch I like like Alex Clone I love watching Alex Clone and Deathmatch because I think Alex Clone is just a good wrestler he just he's a good wrestler right. who does Deathmatches and that makes for a really really good uh, like Takeda in, in Japan is the same thing. I think that dude's just a good wrestler that just so happens to, you know, he has a style that 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 he works. And Akira and, and Cole Radrick, I mean, Cole Radrick, again, a guy I think is really solid. And Akira, I think, is a solid wrestler, too. Uh, Akira more so has, you know, came into, you know, his own as being a deathmatch guy. And that's fine. That works. But, like, yeah, he strikes me as as as... He's not quite to Alex Colon's level yet, but he's a guy who's a good worker who does death matches, which to me I will always be a little bit more interested in than just strictly like, hey, I'm a deathmatch guy. You, you know, no offense to Madman Pondo, but I'm much more interested in seeing, you know, Akira, you know, wrestle than I am Madman Pondo wrestle. Uh and, and especially Akira versus Cole Radrick. That sounds uh, pretty cool. And yeah, the way uh, the way you're describing Sadiq, and I've seen a few clips here and there, uh yeah, the her versus Jimmy Lloyd is going to be uh utter destruction of, yeah. of, of body yeah. and soul. So that's uh, that does sound kind of fun. So yeah, it should be good. And I mean, Jimmy, you know, he's up and down and sometimes not too great, but, but when he goes in there against like a high profile opponent on a big show like this, he can deliver like his Takeda match spring break a few years ago. Oh yeah. He was, knows. Like, epic. Yeah. He knows when he's so, in a big spot for sure. You can tell when yeah. that, when he realizes that he's in a big spot in a main event, in a big featured match that yeah, the, 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 the work definitely gets up to a, a level in the, yeah. uh, the uh, destruction so, gets up to level as well, which right. certainly helps. So exactly. So this one, this certainly has the potential if if everything works out to just be pretty crazy. 
So that is GCW Planet Death again. Uh, that's going to be Friday night slash Saturday morning uh, from the Fair Park uh, in Dallas, Texas. So that is spring break. That is Planet Death. Uh, before we bid adieu to you, Kevin, uh, is there anything else this many a weekend that you're looking forward to? You said you're taking some days off. You're just going to relax and, and watch wrestling. What do you have kind of circled as, all right, these are the shows I definitely have to watch this weekend? Um, I'm excited to see um, Dr. Wagner versus Psycho Clown in like a scummy GCW match. Um that sounds awesome. I think that uh, the atmosphere and everything for it could be like perfect to just be one of those like scummy indie lucha matches just across the border. So um, that's probably the match that I'm most looking forward to. Um, as far as like just good solid wrestling shows, I feel like the WrestleCon Super Show should be really good. Um, just to, I, it, it's one of those shows where I think everything is going to be good. Maybe there's not going to be like anything transcendent because of how. Super Show structure is, but that's fine. It should be, all be good. And I also think that the Ring of Honor show has the potential to be, like, low-key really good. I think that it's kind of been swept under the rug slightly just because of what's been going on with the Ring of Honor and stuff. But when you look at what the card is and how it, how it all looks right now, I, I think that could be pretty good, too. So, like I was saying, there's nothing that I'm, like, insanely excited about, but it's, like, I think that in some ways that's kind of good where you just go in with no expectations and just kind of, like, sit down and watch things and you can't be disappointed. You can only be like, Oh yeah, that was actually really good. And, and yeah. cool. So, so that's, that's where I'm at this year. Maybe some of that is just rationalizing a little bit, but that's fine. I'll accept that. Nah, yeah. It's, it's right. It's many weekend. You're just, you're going to watch it anyway. You, you might as well try to, you know, it, it, yeah. But I, I like that approach where you just kind of sit down and say, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to see the show of the year. I don't know if I'm going to see a match of the year. I don't know if I'm going to see whatever. But eh, you know what? Let's just watch wrestling for three days and see what ends up happening. And you're right. It might end up being, instead of going in thinking, oh, here it's WrestleMania weekend. It's got to be great. Just going in thinking, yeah, you know, it's a weekend of wrestling. It's yeah. still wrestling. At the end of the day, yeah, I mean, it's still wrestling. Wrestling is really fun and really good right. and awesome. Like last year, I was excited to watch the Trinassic Cup to 30 people in a bright Florida um, <laughs> parking lot. It was right. terrible. But it's like, all right, it's still rainy weekend. Like mm-hmm. the show is terrible, but it's cool. It's one one p.m. on a work day, and I'm sitting here watching this. This is awesome. Even yeah, though exactly. the show was There's like eight people in the stuff. audience, and we're yeah. in a parking lot. But hey, you know what? I'm exactly. watching it, and, and we're we're enjoying it. It's still it's, it's still wrestling at the end of the day. So yeah, uh, I think that's a good way to uh, uh, approach the weekend. But uh, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on here, helping us preview Spring Break and Planet Death. Uh, before we get out, uh, do you want to give any plugs? Let people know where they can follow you or uh, check anything else out. Um, no, just, um, on Twitter, Stan underscore underscore Hanson. Every once in a blue moon, I will do something for the website. Uh, have some GCW. Usually I've kind of just fallen into de- reviewing the deathmatch tournament. So whenever that happens later this year, I'll, I'll sure write that and maybe working on something else for G, uh, VOW. I think I just said GCW instead of POW, but I meant VOW. How dare you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, uh, maybe working on something else for VOW too. So keep an eye out for that and uh yeah just follow me there we go awesome kevin thank you so much for coming on here and helping us preview wrestlemania weekend